Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, <laughs> a podcast about waiting through 20 years of Type Moon. I'm conditioned to laugh every time you do that. I'm your host, Fen. <laughs> My pronouns are Fay Fair, and joining me is... Fuck, I don't have the, the uh, intro doc this time. Uh, what's my name? I'm Ben Enns. <laughs> what is your name? Of the Chicago Ben Enns. Did we do pronouns? Yes. Yes, I'm she, they. Marin. And joining us is once in future guest. I'm sorry that you don't get a new title every time, Marin, but... <laughs> it's okay. It would be a lot of work to come up with a new Marin title every time that matched up to Once and Future Guest. Yeah. Yeah, you really got it in one. <laughs> I'm Marin. Hi, My pronouns are she, they, and Beaver. Welcome back. I'm glad to be back. Once again, rise to the throne of guest. <laughs> uh, we have... In a, a collection of things to talk about today. This is the beginning of the post-Fates Day Night era. And by that I mean we're going to talk about some Tsukihime shit. And Hell pre-Tsukihime yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. Oh, wait. Where? How long ago did the intro start? What? Oh, did I already drop a marker for it? I already dropped a marker for it. Never mind. Um, yeah. Wh- Again, we don't have a script in front of us. Uh-huh. Because uh, it's such a... Okay. Today, we are covering... Notes, a short story that uh, Nasu wrote that appeared in a doujin called Angel's Voice. Uh-huh. Um, and then we are ta- also talking... Wait, one sec, actually. Let me pull up the... Because the years that these were written is a little important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are both of the uh, other two from Plus Period? That's an excellent question. Okay, yes. So Notes was written in, or published in May 1999. Technically, this came before Tsukihime, obviously, but we wanted yeah. to start with a visual novel because this is nominally a game podcast. Well, and also Ben had written down, uh, let's not cover this at all. Listen, uh, I, Fen, I did, the, I did that list at like 4 a.m. while I was visiting your house and was like, uh, Fen will recheck this. And I did not. Dear listener, I did not recheck that until after Tsukihime was done. Um, okay, we are also covering Talk, which uh, was published in October 2004, mm-hmm. and Prelude, published in August 2006. Okay, so one of them is, fr- I think Talk is from Plus Period. I have no idea where Prelude was published. Uh, all three of these... Or- plus Period is like a art book collection of like uh developer stuff from Tsukihime yeah. and you know that that kind of thing. Mm. Talk and Prelude are post Tsukihime side stories. Yeah. Uh although yeah, which is going to be fun to talk about. Uh, yeah, we'll start with notes and go through in order. But before we get there, I have green tea with mint and lemongrass. It's very tasty. Yeah. I'm also drinking eggnog. I have a tea and lemonade that I'm going to save until after we talk about Girls Last Tour, because I'm going to need a pick-me-up. <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking uh, Edelgard's favorite tea, Earl Grey. <laughs> Hell yeah. Shout-outs to, shout to that fucking lesbian. Yeah. yeah. Huge shout-outs. <sighs> um. She took Attack and Dethrone God very literally. 
Shout out. <laughs> uh, what if the right. Fire Emblem was going to be as good as Three Houses? It's not. It's your ET time. <laughs> Welcome, dear listener, to the section of the podcast where we don't talk about Type Moon at all, except when we do. Yeah. Um, I watched uh, my my one small thing is I watched Jacob's Ladder finally the the movie that is like famously a big inspiration for Silent Hill and a lot of psychological horror games. That movie was way better than I expected. Hmm. I wouldn't say it's perfect, hmm. but it's 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 like uh, problematic in the way that mental health ish like uh, um, horror is. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Uh, but I was <laughs> oh, yeah. watching it like ah. This is where all of video games about like psychological <laughs> horror come from. That's not a hundred percent true, but it, it's like real, real uh, like mm-hmm. foundational shit. I've somehow never seen that. I've despite having watched tons of horror movies. Oh, it's totally worth watching. It's like a guy comes home from Vietnam and starts like seeing uh like unsettling Silent Hills type shit like on the mm-hmm. margins mm-hmm. of his life and is trying to like get his act together hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. while things get weirder oh, and weirder is his name jacob yes his name is jacob yes <laughs> huh. but it's also playing the toy jacob's ladder is like the the uh it's a biblical thing and it's a the visual effect of when light beams break through the clouds oh. it's like oh. it's a ladder to heaven is what it is mm. and it's like shown in paintings as like light beams coming down from the sky for jacob biblical jacob to, or it's not biblical it's like it's a uh, uh judaic you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's pre-biblical okay this is the catholic in me in my upbringing that's like oh yes old, that's old testament and thus christian yeah i am starting a timer for seven minutes okay <laughs> Uh, all three of us, kind of by coincidence, largely because I brought it up in, in our little server, read Onimai, uh, which is, yeah. Do, do either of you want to give the pitch or should I? No, uh, Fen, you're, you're stuck with this you one. You give the pitch. You were the one who was like, oh, we should watch this show. Okay. And so. started reading it first. Uh, the reason I started reading it was because it is, uh, getting an anime next season, um, and I I have heard that it is going to be well animated, so I'm it looks pretty potentially excited for it. Uh, the pitch is that a twenty something neat uh, man wakes up one day and he is now a fourteen year old girl. I think thirteen. Um, huh. I think at one point they mentioned they're 13. Okay. 13-year-old girl. Uh-huh. This is classic. This happened to a buddy of mine once. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as it turns out, his sister, who is brilliant, decided that the way to get him out of his neat ways, uh, neat slash uh, hikikamori? 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 Uh-huh. Um ways which is like the the you know being locked inside all the time never going out uh i think he says at some point later that he hadn't left the house for two years yeah um so she she is brilliant uh she's 18 maybe and she's in a graduate program she skipped some grades i think she's like early high school skipped yeah i think she's high school age Uh okay so even younger 
Uh, her the girl that's the same age as her looks like she's in her twenties, and the uh, but the sister looks like she's like fourteen. Also, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Everyone kind of looks suspiciously young in this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. So she decided to get to like reform her brother's life. The best approach was turning him into a middle school girl, which is also part of her like research at university, which is yeah, seemingly her thesis. Yeah, of uh, her lab, and she's gonna make a lot of money. <laughs> if you have heard a premise like this before, it's because it's not an uncommon premise. No. Uh and you might also then think, hmm. I bet that manga doesn't handle gender very well. Uh, mostly be right. Or partly be right. You'd, yes. I think you'd be partly right. Uh, this one handles it pretty well for the, like, for the genre. Relatively, it, it handles it incredibly. <laughs> and even not having read any of these, uh, any of the other ones, just having heard about them from other people, like, I, I think it handles it, it ranges between pretty well or like really well and uh just some really tasteless bad jokes yeah uh which is like i would say maybe it's like a it's like a 60 or 70 percent hit rate for me uh-huh and yeah. if the 30 percent off puts you totally fair because there's some real bad stuff in that 30 percent uh, uh-huh. but i'm here for the the like uncomfortably relatable jokes about like there's a there's a um right so he kind of or yeah uh mahari mahiro 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 um mahiro freaks out about this at first and then uh it's hard to describe it as any other way than uh becomes trans (laughs) and like has to deal with oh right i'm a girl now there are different social expectations on me there are different like things that i can and cannot do and like i feel weird women's spaces sometimes yes uh i think Mm -hmm. some of the best stuff is um my hero being in women's spaces and going oh i don't belong here Uh even though like yes i do but i I feel like someone is going to come and arrest me for being here. It does help that while the the manga itself is pretty pretty horny, Mahiro uh isn't super hor- isn't like going into women's spaces like ho 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 like I'm yes. going to be a predator. Mm-hmm. She's more worried people are going to think I'm a predator. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Which is yeah. There are yes, there are occasional jokes about yeah. her being there and being like, "Oh yeah, ha ha ha, I'm so horny." Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of the time, yeah, it is yeah. the thing of like, "Oh, this is somewhere that this is somewhere that I am now welcomed, and I still don't feel welcome, mm-hmm. or like I feel like I'm doing something wrong." Yeah. Um. Yeah. I yeah. That stuff's good. It's got yeah. a lot of classic, like, oh, I, I like it when the dress, uh, like, foofs around me. I like it when I get <laughs> my hair done. Uh-huh. Yeah. My hair's all fluffy and cute. I think, you know. It's cute, yeah. I'd say. Cute femme shit. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the sixth volume is really where it turns up the horny. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, the sixth, this, yeah. <laughs> that was where... That's where they decided like, the to last... make an anime. <laughs> That was like the last volume that's been localized to English so far. So it's like the most recent stuff I've read. So like coming off of that, I'm like, 
feel it was feel pretty down on the series. Yeah. Uh, especially when they include a bonus chapter about a sea cucumber coming all over Mahiro's face. <laughs> it's just like, why didn't, why did you have to do this? This uh, manga has set a really uh, has set a pretty like high bar for Coquette Dragoon to catch up to with uh, regards to number of times girls pee themselves. <laughs> on screen. Yeah, it's it happens so six many. times. Six and a half. I count the 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 time oh, yeah. she spilled shit all over herself was treated the time she spills exactly like Coca Cola Exactly the same. It's it exactly was... the same. It's so funny. Uh huh. How funny would it have been if this was, uh, if they didn't have, if there was no piss and it was just girls suspiciously just pouring drinks all over themselves in a way that was extremely reminiscent of them pissing themselves six and a half times? I was that would be very Oh no, I spilled my water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Are we out of time? Yeah, that was perfect. Beautiful. Have- That's about all we have to say about that. Yep. We, we yeah. are going to have to talk about it because we're going to watch it next season. Because yeah, yeah. Else like we could have gone into we, we could go into like the weird biological essentialism about dicks and horniness and maleness, uh-huh. but I don't want to. How about we go into the fact that there was a fucking ghost? <laughs> yeah, there was a, a li- actual literal ghost. Well, volume seven, the the ghost girl better come back. <laughs> Oh, Please. I I, guess, I think it deserves a, a shout. The localization deserves a shout out for using the word "cis girl." To yeah, describe a cis girl. Uh huh. Wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. Yeah. I. Uh, the timer went off. We cannot keep talking about this. <laughs> I set a timer because I was like, we happened. To, all three of us happened to read this. We might as well talk about it a little bit. But I don't want it to over like take over, uh, the discussion. Let's do talk we about something who? hornier. Marin, you brought something to Yuri Tea Time. I did. Um, I brought the... Let me just pull up the itch page. Um, I brought a c- couple of little games about uh, masochism by itch user Arya at uh, ariaflowers.itch.io. Mm-hmm. Um, we, played, we played three games uh me and fen did you played a, more than that yeah i played most of them not not there's like one game that i didn't play um just because it was like an hour long and i didn't have time to get it in um mm-hmm, but i played mm-hmm. like all the other ones um the so ones me- that we all played yeah. are two girls punch me repeatedly uh hierarchy and ignored and humiliated by gamer girls what an incredible title. <laughs> Great it's title. an all-time title. That's like a, like a JAV video title, like, post. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do you want to talk about first, Mary? Um. Or should we just talk hmm. about them all as, like, a broad, like, in a broad way? So I will say I didn't make it through Ignored and Humiliated by Gamer Girls. Too much feet for you? Too many feet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Did it move on from feet, feet or was it all feet all the time? It was all feet all the time, Fen. You had to, like, properly service the feet so that you didn't get washed in the washing machine at the end. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Did you get washed at the end, Ben? I did not get washed at the end. I survived. I did not. I got, I- a, t- I got a tie vote and I did not get washed. How oh, many... Wow. 
how many um games were there? I made it to Mario Kart, I think. Okay, there was one more game after There's, that. Yeah, they also they played play, Puyo uh, Puyo Tetris. Oh, Puyo right. Puyo. I made it to Puyo Puyo Tetris and I was like, like, I just... Okay, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I got the You're bit. You're not feet people. I'm not feet people either, but, no, you know, I can, I can push through for, like, a small I am, game. I do enjoy being ignored and humiliated. Uh, <laughs> By gamer can girls. I say that on air? <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, so... I guess ignored and humiliated by gamer girls and two girls punch me repeatedly, I would say, are pretty uh, similar in that they are like uh, expressions of a particular fetish, right? Mm -hmm. Hierarchy, I think, Mm -hmm. gets a little more. uh, These are like pseudo autobiographical games, right? The main character is named the same as the person making the games, you know what I mean? Yeah. Though I don't think they're supposed to be taken literally in any sense. And. The the note on hierarchy says, literally, this isn't autobiographical. It is Uh thoughts that I have had Uh put into a fictional story. Yes. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Um. And, like, ignored and humiliated is probably the most, like, here is a a fetish scenario. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Whereas, like, like, two (laughs) girls punch you repeatedly. Is that... The washing, the washing machine. machine is so funny. What does that mean? Why are they gonna put you in a washing machine? <laughs> oh, you're just a little. You're a little dog. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'll. Can I say something? Don't put dogs in washing machines. I just processed that. <laughs> no, yeah. no, don't. <laughs> um, ignore or punched repeatedly by two girls. Two girls punch me repeatedly. Two girls punch me repeatedly was uh interesting because there are multiple endings mm-hmm. there are six i believe uh-huh um i ended up getting four not sure how to get the other two um <clears throat> there so there are two girls you walk up to them and it, it is like a a uh you know top-down jrpg style um like bitsy games bitsy engine right bitsy yeah um you walk you you like walk into someone uh to talk to them mm-hmm. uh and every time you talk to one of the two girls you get punched uh-huh. and, and they have a short discussion about the punching that just happened yes uh and then there's a little water dish that you can go drink water at and it it is i think its only function is um just kind of telling you what your current status is uh-huh. yeah it's uh, like a little a little check in with yourself yeah and then there's a cat who you can go talk to three times to uh, say, okay, I've had enough. Uh-huh. Um, talking to the cat three times mm-hmm. doesn't give you an ending. No. It's just like... It's like a, it's like a safe word cat, basically. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the four mm-hmm. endings I got, the first one I got was, okay, you let both of them punch you a bunch, but not exactly the same number of times, and you kind of like say goodbye to both of them on your way home. Uh-huh. Or oh, I guess Arya says goodbye to cat and kitty uh-huh with mm-hmm. one t to to differentiate from k-i-t-t-y which is a literal cat uh-huh um <laughs> uh the second ending i got or right and then there's like oh if you just focus on one of them you go home with that one mm-hmm. uh and mm-hmm. and they say hey the other one's really insecure and like you should probably do better next time at like making them feel welcome uh 
And then there is an ending that is if you get punched exactly the same number of times by each of them, uh, you uh, end up both of them come to mm-hmm. Arya's house. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's the one I got on my second time. Second damn. time, like mm-hmm. just without trying. It took me like seven runs or something because i did not play this game that many times one of uh (laughs) i think it's i think it's kitty um will punch you multiple times and so you have to finish up with a double punch from kitty huh uh because it is technically one oh that's why they don't match it is technically one more punch than uh your or than aria is able to handle um yeah mm-hmm. or yeah Arya can handle an odd number of punches and so if you talk to cat last you're guaranteed to have roughly you can have roughly the same but you can't have exactly the same anyway it's like a little puzzle that you have to figure out yeah that's funny huh <laughs> and then we have hierarchy which is uh more of a it has more of a like story to it i guess you would say yeah it's like uh about mm-hmm. hanging out with uh it's also cat and kitty are the the two two uh yeah quote bully girls the the t- two tops mm-hmm. and like it's mm-hmm. a, it's more about like having intrusive thoughts about w- your own personal worthlessness uh while in like a play scenario you know mm-hmm. what i mean and yeah having a discussion afterwards about uh how maybe you uh didn't know or aria did not know that she was in as much of a bad state as she was mm-hmm. that sort of thing mm-hmm. 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 yeah i thought that one was interesting you know it didn't really yeah i think with like with fen i didn't really like con- connect with the the vibe here you know what i mean it was very um cutesy despite the yeah. topic matter in a way that wasn't like mm-hmm. off-putting necessarily, but was isn't quite my speed, you know. I know people, new people, really. I don't know anyone currently who I think would really enjoy this style of game. Yeah. Uh but it super doesn't vibe with me. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Which is yeah. I never. Yeah. I wasn't really. I don't know. I wasn't really bothered. Mm-hmm. too much i like you know i wasn't I like bothered the, the i just a little it's the kind of thing where i'm like <laughs> hell yeah this is cool make these games yeah you're, you're really you're that's great put this shit out there totally mm-hmm. you know what I yeah mean? not 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 bothered is the wrong yeah choice of words um um yeah i guess like it you know it it, it clicked for me mm-hmm. with like mm-hmm. the style hell um, yeah. um and like you know i don't know uh, I don't know if this is this too. Per- I don't know if it's too personal to say, but like you know, this is about like we can always cut something if you're uncomfortable. We could, yeah, it's that's true. Um, you know, like these are these kind of not these exact thoughts about like you know getting eaten by a frog. Um, mm-hmm. but like these thoughts about like the play starting to like interact with having like your depression creep up. Mm-hmm. during play and feel like t- having your mind take like play about like worthlessness too far mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and having that lead into like a spiral like those are thoughts that i've had on yeah. multiple occasions and have had to be like we need to stop now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um 
And so, like, that was, yeah, that was something that I was like, whoa, I appreciate seeing a game about this. Yeah, it's not something you, like, see in games very much, even, like, indie games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Hierarchy was my favorite of the three. Because, yeah, because my... something, you know? My, uh, like, systems brain took over in the punching one. I was like, well, (laughs) obviously I have to get the best ending. Like... (laughs) There exists a best ending that it is pointing me towards, so like I'm gonna figure this out, god damn it. Um Ultimate Gamer fan. Uh and then yeah, I just I just couldn't vibe with the feet. It was too long. If it was like if it was like two games, I would have been like, Hell yeah, this is pleasant. Uh-huh. It being <laughs> three three games. Um yeah, yeah. Yeah. was just like too much text. I'm too much text. I have other things mm-hmm. I need to do today. Uh, like go get needles stabbed in my face to remove hair. Uh-huh. Yeah, and play Mahoyo. Mm-hmm. That game rules. <laughs> uh um, but hierarchy. Yeah, I think I have not. Part of that is there are simply not enough tops, <laughs> and so as as someone who's like a yeah, I would say I'm a switch, mm-hmm. a switch who is slow to warm up to people. Um. Mm-hmm. It is a real like, oh yeah, I've never gotten a chance really mm-hmm. to like, I've never gotten a chance to be in a position like that mm-hmm. where I can even think about my own feelings influencing mm-hmm. play mm-hmm. or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, uh, but I, yeah, it felt, it felt the most personal yeah and not in a oh here's a cutesy way to demonstrate a kink of mine Mm -hmm. but in a yeah here is here's a situation that like could have happened or even if it is exaggerated or like but the the feelings are real as opposed to just teehee i'm getting punched (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh yeah uh um and there's aria also has like little visual novel blog posts on her itch mm-hmm. page called dialogues um i haven't played all i only played the first one um but it's very much like more expounding on the kind of like thoughts in hierarchy and more of like a per, like a uh reflective like this is me writing like writing about my thoughts about mm-hmm. masochism mm-hmm. um which was like that was yeah i enjoyed it it was a good read yeah yeah definitely an interesting little collection of games mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how yeah. are you feeling and there's also a little platformer where you if you jump on the spikes the girl the little cat girl you're playing as comes <laughs> Thank you.
Ready to cry and break. This is a crying rules actually productions. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're back after a break, and oh, I'm we're gonna take another break, and I'm just gonna go lay down on the couch and cry for 25 minutes. How does yeah. that sound? And we can record that into a special <laughs> ASMR mic and yeah. just insert the that as. I, okay, I'm gonna say what we're going to cover and then we're going to just insert that 25 minutes of sobbing and then uh we're going to move on to the fate stuff fen cries on your couch for four hours asmr <laughs> subscribe to our only fans our for only that fans content and crying on the couch asmr the content that the people crave uh-huh binaural crying uh-huh uh-huh okay this is my fault <laughs> i yeah you were like we should we what what can we cover quick for your ut time nothing too big uh ben can you just bang out the all six volumes of girls last tour before we record <laughs> to be fair the first four okay so we are covering all six volumes of girls last tour uh we're gonna dive gonna into spoilers there are going to be spoilers i am going to say girls last tour is my favorite manga it's hard to spoil also it's called girls last tour uh <laughs> yeah um yeah it is go read it. it is my favorite manga it's only six volumes i'm begging of you like please go read it if you haven't hey if you read it like two years ago go reread it it's really good mm-hmm. um yeah so with that said let's get into it so uh I guess if you stalk around, it is it is kind of a vignette series. Mm-hmm. Um, chapters chapters have an internal consistency, but between chapters, like time and space jumps. Yeah, there's a jur- there's a journey happening, and like occasionally get map updates of where things took place. Yeah, as like volume extras. Yeah. Um, but yes, yes, vignette in the sense that we get little pieces that are still moving forward in time. I think there's one chapter that is a flashback. Um but for most yeah. of it it is um Chito and Yuri. Mm-hmm. Uh Chi and you. Chi and you. Uh they are on a journey. Where? To the top of the weird city that they're in. Mm-hmm. Why? Who could say? <laughs> <laughs> Not even them, uh-huh. apparently. Um, yeah, that's that's basically the setup. And then, like, I would say I like the so do, just doing some like broad stuff first. I like the format of it, which is 
roughly eight chapters per volume mm-hmm. and the first five are individual chapters and then six seven eight is an arc mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i think that works really well mm-hmm. um this is a post-apocalyptic world yeah like novel is another thing it's a fun reveal i've i first experienced girls last tour through the first couple episodes of the anime you know what i mean and it's a really fantastic reveal when they come out of the like duck work like basement area and like ride their little tiny tractor car thing out into this like this apocalyptic snowfield world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's beautiful it's beautiful and it's yeah. desolate and it's terrifying yeah it's like one of the most stunningly drawn mangas i've read uh-huh yes it it looks like it was drawn on lined paper in like a classroom you so, know what i mean i mean that in the most beautiful way possible yeah Mm -hmm. it reminds me a lot of there was a kid named max in my um in my high school class uh middle and high school Mm -hmm. i guess and yes it reminds me a lot of the drawings that he would do Mm -hmm. which is just like oh yeah Mm -hmm. it's like a bunch of stick figures um one of the fun things is that the first the first couple of chapters for sure uh feel like uh Tsukumizu operating at like uh 80 or 90 percent of where they end up mm-hmm. uh because backgrounds are way less detailed mm-hmm. than they get mm-hmm. um and also they haven't quite figured out how to draw chito and yuri uh yeah. which is fun and so it's a, it is like fun rereading it and going like oh wait this isn't the first like bunch of chapters is like that's not quite what i associate with your art Uh style and then uh pretty quickly um they get to it i have yeah i wrote down some quotes they're oh it's so good um but so the first volume is yeah we don't really get any insight as to why they're on this journey Mm -hmm. uh and at the end they it takes five chapters uh, of them being entirely alone. And then uh, at the end of the volume, they meet a map maker, mm-hmm. um, which I think is the first time that it becomes really clear that like, oh, this is a story about finding meaning in life and death. <laughs> yeah. And loss. Uh-huh. Um, because like, yeah, they have a conversation with a map maker where they're like, why do you make maps? And he's like, uh great question i i feel like compelled to uh-huh um and if i lost them i would i would like i'd rather die than lose them or if i lost them i would like mm-hmm. shrivel up and die um he loses them immediately. yeah yeah sure. <laughs> uh, i'm not confident he did survive that well yeah so he says, oh, I guess I'll, like, I'll start making maps on this level. Uh-huh. And then later... And then uh, gives them his, like, special camera. Yeah. Gives them the camera, and then later uh, they meet, uh, like, weird weird apocalypse creatures uh-huh. who go around, like, digesting nutrient-rich um, materials, which includes, like... Energy-rich. Because they energy use b- rich, bombs sorry. and bullets yeah. and machines. And, and uh, the, like, nuclear fission material or fusion material. Mm-hmm fission nuclear fission material in in a nuclear Mm -hmm. sub and like um they are they are entropy persona not personified but like animalified they talk that's personified i guess they're 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 like so inhuman 
mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. deliciously inhuman they're like weird little mushrooms but also like weird snakes uh-huh like snake cat mushroom guys uh, and they do say oh we we've there's no one left yeah it's just the yeah. two of you there's like a really interesting thing happening where at first it feels like they're the only people in the world and then you meet some people and you're like oh there there i guess there are still people left and then it becomes increasingly clear after the second person that like oh this isn't there's something that i like about the people that they meet where it's not really for more than like two seconds uh of like stress about meeting a new person after that you don't really get the impression that like people fuck each other over in like the classic like it's a post-apocalypse like a great man like uh has to defend his family all on his own kind Mm -hmm. of vibe you know people they generally Mm -hmm. help each other and maybe they're a little worried about meeting someone new because there's not a lot to go around but they like kind of are doing their best and then you kind of realize at a certain point like oh no that's kind of because we're past that point there's just not enough people left to fuck over this is like the only this is the the end of history like literally two two humans two humans one fish and then like other some other uh non-human people Uh yeah like machines to ghosts to like yeah uh, manufacture god Uh there's like there's no there's no like thing at the end where they're like oh and life goes on on earth and it's beautiful it's like no no this is we're closing out the room so this is the last day which is which is what the the um cat is what it's called in Mm -hmm. english i think it's it's a pananya in in japanese i think Mm -hmm. uh or Cat's cute because they, Necro, they have the, maybe, the, their little but... like car that they drive around is called the Ketocrad, so it's yeah. kind of like it sounds like Ket. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's also Ket is like cat. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the thing that uh like Ket's parent uh, says is like, oh yeah, we're we are going to like digest all the energy rich things on the planet, uh, and like reduce them to less energy rich states and then go to sleep and Forever. like yeah the planet will will also fall asleep with us uh-huh um mm-hmm. yeah it's not like they're building a civilization out of uh eating bombs and bullets which is they also notably they don't eat live humans yes yeah <laughs> uh there is yeah i think they're because it is such a uh like kind of vignette each volume kind of often has a little bit of a thesis or like a little bit of a theme that it's exploring yeah some like concept of life and like the meaning of life um and mm-hmm. i think i think Ket appears in volume four and a lot of that is about um like entropy and the the ability for things to evolve um but also only up to a point only up to a point and the need for there to be m- more energy input into a system mm-hmm. for it to evolve you can't just yeah. like with destruction becomes evolution but the sun will go out someday yeah we know that yeah, yeah. that like and is also like the little mini arc at the end of volume three with the the fish and its caretaker robot yeah, is, yeah. there's lots of discussion about like about like destruction and something being destroyed then evolving into something else but like if there's nothing alive to like have input into that process something that's destroyed is just destroyed yeah yeah um 
Yeah, it's really one of my, I think one of my like favorite lines of the whole book is at the end of the, the first volume when they, after like, after they, the map maker loses his maps and they get to the top and he's like, what's the point? My maps are gone. Mm-hmm. And you give him a little snack and it's like, even if it's meaningless, sometimes nice things happen. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, even in this dying world, uh, this is a this is funnily still enough, beauty. This this is funnily enough like a concept that comes up in Nasu work a lot, but it really is like much more of a gut punch here. Uh huh. Um. Hmm. Yeah. There's. Yeah. Volume one is great because I think it it does a pretty good job of setting up what the series to me at least is about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's a bit early on where she asks, I think it's she asks you, "Why are we alive?" Um. Uh, and then there's yeah there's some talk of memories and or separately there's also a like chi keeps a journal and cares a lot about remembering the past mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. and you is very much a i don't know like i live in the moment <laughs> and that is the extent of my memory and like i uh there are there are several repeated lines or there are several times when it is like kind of played for laughs of one character says something to another and then the second character says that same thing to the first one <laughs> later. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in terms of repeated lines, uh, at the beginning and at the end, you uh, says, memories, Pleh. those just get in the way of living. Yeah. Um, which is such a fun, like, oh, yeah, you are someone who completely lives for now mm-hmm. and going forward. And you don't really care or pay attention to the past um mm-hmm. and it like it make especially makes sense in like her context of the, all all our like everyone that we remember is dead mm-hmm. and like the world is dying so what's the point why why do we need to remember mm-hmm. it even as they're also like she also starts to love taking photos and creating records. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. the camera's so good. Um, yeah, the camera's so... And, like, yeah, it's also, like, that... You stop that, Fen. <laughs> <laughs> what? Fen started crying. Oh? Do you have tissues? Not not in here. But uh, you I need to get tissues? cry the second that Fen starts, so... <laughs> Well, I'm no. I'm also gonna sympathy. If I could see, if I could see Pat, I would also be crying. Uh-huh. Uh, sorry. Let's. Um, yeah. Sorry. If you had more to say, Marin, you can. Um, I feel like I had a segue going. Um, I'm sorry, but I no. It's okay. <laughs> Don't apologize. <laughs> um, it's like I. I. It was like a half-assed segue. It was just like thinking about. Uh uh the the camera and the creating mm. records and also okay. like that's a perfect segue to one of the best chapters which is titled mm. memories mm. um mm. which is about a graveyard oh, but so good in fantastic chapter. it's it's incredible um instead of like holding bodies or <laughs> um Actually, do you want to talk about this one, Ben? No. Okay. 
I was like biting back tears for the whole fifth volume. And then during the sixth volume, I was crying so hard. I thought I was going to puke before I finished. <laughs> um, yeah. Memories is volume three, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, instead of a graveyard that holds people, it is uh, like, you know, row upon row upon row upon row of um boxes or like Ooh. drawers it's like it's like safety deposit boxes yeah that hold just like little bits and pieces of <laughs> sorry it has it's like detritus from people's lives right like a button or a piece of cloth or a little machine mm-hmm. or like a radio mm-hmm. um yeah and as they're going you is just kind of like collecting all the stuff that they can take uh and they get to the end, and there's like a really wonderful conversation about um, kind of what it means to be remembered, and like, and then what happens when no one remembers you anymore? Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm trying really hard not to cry. Fine, fan. It's okay to cry. Crying rules. Yeah, it does. One might it say. makes it really hard to like critically discuss this shit. But... Yeah. 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 Um, but there's part of what I love about that conversation is that they come to the realization, one, that's when they come to the realization, oh, this is a graveyard. Uh, we have to put all those things back. <laughs> um, yeah. You does keep something anyway. Yeah. But, uh... Uh, mm-hmm. but there's also a like oh that's why they built a statue here is so that even though everyone who who knew about this place has died and even though travelers like us like we are chi and you are literally the last two people alive in the world as far as we know in the Um, city certainly after at that point right yeah probably the world seems like there could be other people other in other places but it doesn't seem like for long um uh but so they built a statue of like a god to I love these little garden eel looking motherfuckers. They're so cool. <laughs> these little like little like wormy wormy guys with like shit up over the ground. Oh yeah, they're great. They're incredible. I would have a little statue of one of them. Yeah. I would oh, love a absolutely. statue. Absolutely. They look like the, um, I saw them at the aquarium. There is a type of, like, eel. Garden eels. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. that what they're called? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a, there's a, uh, new Pokemon that looks like one of them, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. it's a, a, a Diglett variant that looks I, like a garden eel. Uh-huh. Okay. I thought which, they had like, a different these name. these statues are Diglett core. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they anyway. kind of look like that, but, like, simplified. Yeah, um, the more human-ish face. They have they have funny little eyes. They have funny little eyes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, there. Um, there's a lot of talk about God, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. really. So first off, the end of volume five is what first what started me crying. Ben was biting back tears. I was just full on like sobbing um Mm -hmm. partially because i knew yeah this is i reread this for today um and so i knew where it was going (laughs) yeah 
I knew and it's rough. pretty quickly what was happening. There's like a an overseer AI that like watches over the whole city. Yeah. Right? Well, so Chi and you get to a tower that is going to take them right below the. They're headed towards the top of the city. Yes. Uh, and they get to a tower right below that will or with an elevator to the level right below the top. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, there's an overseer AI. Mm-hmm. Ah, <sighs> oh, this poor fucking thing. Oh. Yeah, God, I had to skip volume four and five because uh, <laughs> I did. I saw I. I read volumes. I couldn't fall asleep last night, and it was mm-hmm. five a.m. And I was like, I don't want to lie here in the dark, so I was like, better just. I should just read volume six. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I read like the last two chapters of volume five, uh, mm-hmm. and just like, God, Fuck. poor yeah, fucking AI. Yeah. So basically, before they can use the uh, elevator, it asks them to uh, authorize its self-destruct. Crucially, it does not tell them what they're authorizing no. until after they've done it. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. It's so happy to see them. Um. Yeah. One of the the. It's such a great AI because it's like it looks um, like a child's drawing of a person. Yeah. I wonder if it looked more human originally. Um great question. Uh mm. the uh the conversation that they have with it is so fun. Mm-hmm. Um I think it is earlier that Chi and you have a conversation where I don't remember who, I think it's probably Chi says uh maybe life means something that has an end. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, and then that's in volume three. Yeah. Um I'm so glad that you remember Marin because uh-huh. I sat down and read. I don't remember. Yeah. Stuff well, um, I remember yeah. big stuff, but I don't remember specific conversations. I, um, I remember rereading that, and I didn't reread four and five. So, okay. I <laughs> um, and then when they meet this thing, it 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 talks about how it is spending time and like how lonely it is mm-hmm. because it can't talk to anything else. Like none of the other AIs from other towers are responding. Mm-hmm. Um, and the machines are dying out. And then, yeah, and it asks, do you know... any humans in a long, long time. It asks, do you know what an eternity without oblivion is like? It would die eventually from the batteries running out, but it seems yes. like it's going to be eons of, like, backup batteries. Yeah. God, yeah. which is just, like, the scariest thought. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, Living forever, terrifying. <laughs> Uh, especially I, living forever alone yes. yes um i really like this line at the end where uh, i think it's you is like people keep asking us for things i was about to <laughs> <laughs> and um do you want to read the the quote okay okay uh it says travelers and gods are alike in that they both exist in a space unfettered by the interests of society it makes you want to request things of them it makes you want to pray. Great line. And then his last words yeah. are, I was a failed god. Goodbye. Yeah. That, going back and reading that, the, like the end of that chapter, mm-hmm. was like, the first thing I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to be on the verge of tears uh-huh. now. Uh-huh. For the um, entire last volume until uh uh until it was like 
until they they took off their gloves and held hands in the dark yeah. and i was uh-huh. like no i'm just crying for the rest of this now i so yeah that's the that is like the end of volume five um it was the journal that got me yeah 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 volume six is like is them slowly dying and running out of everything they have yeah yeah um losing their little car so yeah the end of as soon as they wait, leave that car is, you're like oh it's over. yeah is the end of volume yeah. three the fish yes yes okay um so yeah the end of volume so the end of volume one is the map maker losing his maps uh and seemingly deciding to move on <laughs> seems like maybe he was just putting yeah, on a brave face um the end of volume two is someone who's been working for 10 years to build an airplane. Um, <laughs> the last pilot in his Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. who has as... one of the... Whose plane in its launch uh, breaks and as she's parachuting down has another one of my favorite lines where mm-hmm. she's like, now that I've failed, I feel so relaxed. Yeah. Overlooking, like, gorgeous two-page spread of we didn't like, talk oh, the city we didn't talk about her much but that's probably one of my favorite sequences in the comic yeah is helping uh, her with mm-hmm. the plane uh-huh it's really good um yeah it is i think that it is the the chance that she and you have the most time to just help someone yeah and like live in a place for a while mm-hmm. um so the end of volume three is they meet a little robot whose sole purpose is taking care of the fish, and there's only one fish left. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the end of volume four. What is the end of four? Oh, that's the, the little guy, isn't it? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. That's the little guy. Net. Um, net new new <laughs> new. <laughs> uh it does a lot of new sound effects uh yeah at the end of five is the ai who wants to die and you find out that they lived in a normal they lived a relatively normal life uh until war came to oh yeah you get the like flashback um there was like a little mm -hmm. village yeah on a low the lowest strata probably or was it on the surface unclear uh-huh. it seemed um, like maybe on the outskirts of yeah because the they were like it looked like they were like years younger than they are in the yeah. present yeah their Do grandfather you know? sent them off and said uh told them not to go down so i assume they weren't on the surface mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah this is this is the reveal of why they were going up yeah uh-huh. um, yeah and like we know it's been some number of years because the the person building the airplane is like, I've been doing this for years in this abandoned place I found. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she says 10 years. I which is like... Does, I, I don't think she specifies a number. I could be okay. wrong, but I just remember her saying, like, no. it's been years. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so they've been traveling for years and years at this, this point. This city has been abandoned for a long, long time. Yeah. Aside from, like, individual travelers. Um. Mm-hmm. Which is like, yeah, which I think is interesting. That chapter is interesting because I don't, 
the manga is not particularly interested in why the city is abandoned Mm -hmm. so much as Mm -hmm. it is a perfect location for Mm -hmm. two people to travel through and like uh have kind of philosophical discussions about the meaning of life and like creativity and um there is an underlying mm -hmm. current of war is what killed the world yeah you know what i mean and and yeah i think the the, as they leave we see that people like people start to blow up warehouses in their the place that they came and the grandfather's refrain is like uh or one of the things that the grandfather says which she has kind of kept uh close to her is that like humans are uh kind of forgetful creatures but we make up for that with with the ability to write down history um Mm. and and yet like it feels like that is not enough that we are that we are still doomed to repeat history um yeah um yeah and then the the last volume is just like everything that has taken them to where they are breaking down mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it starts with their vehicle like a, a um thingamajig a yeah, yeah. Like a little like no a like a like oh. metal rod gets wedged in the tread and breaks the tread and then the whole and then thing it just falls. turns out like the engine was very clearly on its last legs mm-hmm. um and they have yeah they have like one final bath in it um yeah get uh, drunk again uh right yeah and then but they're near a staircase right or like uh, yeah they're almost at the final level and so they start climbing and Mm -hmm. uh she brought along a lot of books because she loves like history and knowledge and uh starts having to burn those and then yeah the they found the the library yeah right um Mm -hmm. uh so they start burning the books, and then like the final book that they burn is the. <laughs> Sorry. That time it was Ben tearing up and triggering me. <laughs> uh, I'm I am I am also crying, so it's okay. <laughs> through all of this, she has been keeping a journal. Um, which I think it's the volume five excerpt is parts of her journal um or volume five like extra stuff volume five of Make. um uh and yeah there's a like oh. at, at one point she's like well this is the last book i guess we're just gonna have to burn this too and like starts with the the map that the ai drew because they already know where they're going and then like just has to burn their entire journey um yeah uh we get the two of them holding hands for the first time and it's really cute mm-hmm. um there's a lot of they're walking up a giant spiral staircase in pitch darkness mm-hmm. yeah um this there's a bit here that is like i associate with um kind of like buddhist thought or like buddhism is the like uh i think it is chi who realizes oh like me holding you's hand and the cold air on our face 
is like and the, and we're touching the city and like the entire world is connected this way and like mm-hmm. just the two of us holding each other's hands is the world and that's like that's yeah. everything one of the most gorgeous spreads where it's just pitch black except for them holding hands and like a one speech bubble yeah this is like this is the entire world or something yeah um yeah yeah so the whole end of the manga is like just it's a beautiful manga throughout Mm -hmm. and the the last volume is incredible um and they get to the top of the staircase and there's a single black pillar on the top level and otherwise there's snow and nothing else it's the surface of the moon right they said they could reach the moon yeah and they watched the sunset um and uh like burn the last of the fuel for their uh whatchamacallit stove mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. their final coffee yeah their drink their final coffee um and uh i think you asks what are we gonna do and uh a, a repeating refrain as they've like been been uh walking this last little bit has been oh like our lives are cyclical now we wake up we eat we walk we sleep we wake mm-hmm. up we eat we walk we sleep um and so what you says is we're gonna sleep and then we're gonna figure it out and then the last like like several pages are just spreads of zooming out and then like kind of showing places that they'd visited in the city now uh now like fall into disrepair yeah oh right i think empty spots of the city yeah and i think the final thing that they say is uh and i think exactly who but it says it is not clear but living was the best wasn't it and then the other one says yeah yeah i have that page in the last the page before it screenshotted um it's it's you who says living is the best um it just starts with like chi is like Having is like breaking down and like where we came here and there's nowhere else to go and we have no food and like what if we had gone some somewhere else and we could find to be somewhere warm and with we could have found somewhere warm with food um and then like you starting a snowball fight to cheer her up set, says we don't know that what we should have done, why the two of us are alone in this world. I don't know the answers, but living was the best, wasn't it? And then, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, the best.
it's interesting how impossible this stuff is to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I, I could write out thoughts and be critical about this, but I can't talk about this out loud. No. No. Um. Look forward to our next Jerry Tea Time where I'm going to make you cry again. No, we uh, <laughs> Tea Time. Uh, I absolutely <laughs> refuse. Uh, categorically. Um, Catch me in six months with that shit. Uh, I think I know that our podcast name is Crying Rules, actually. Or our, uh, or, our, no, our yeah. creative collective. Our creative collective name is Crying Rules, actually. <laughs> Our podcast is Fate Moon Archive. Mm-hmm. Get those confused all the time. Uh, only one direction. <laughs> I only uh-huh. ever forget what our podcast name is. <laughs> um, this is a fate podcast, not a crying podcast. Yeah. We do tend to do a lot of both. Um, but I will say that, like, the. I think even if you're not a fan of crying mm-hmm. and or the what we tried to describe through tears Mm -hmm. doesn't sound like it would make you cry. I think that the, like legitimately the way that, um, girls last tour is, um, is drawn and the way that it tackles the themes that it is interested in is like really incredible. Yeah. Um, like the basic concepts uh do come up in nasu work right yeah nasu always mitigates it with uh human exceptionalism can overcome everything you know what i mean yes uh whereas this is very much like you know there's something beautiful about the two of them on a journey Uh and like Mm -hmm. like the like the god like the failed god says um like travelers are untethered from reality Mm -hmm. um and so they don't yeah kind of all we hear about the two people who failed is well they're probably dead now because the um the like creatures who are monitoring basically all parts of this city Mm -hmm. are pretty sure that it's just chi and you left yeah um map maker and the uh, the airplane yeah um which is like oh was it an accident did they did they kill themselves because they lost their life's work? Who could say? Like, did, uh, did the aviator just leave and start walking for another place? Yeah. Um. Like, it doesn't really matter because like, Chi and you have moved on, mm-hmm. and what what is important there is their memories of those people, not where they are now. Mm-hmm. Um. And so yeah, and like a uh, the thing I would say is it is. I'm so happy that it is just six volumes Mm -hmm. that like, Mm -hmm. I think uh, it is a perfect amount of time to like Mm -hmm. figure out what the manga or for uh, Tsukumizu to figure out what, what they want the manga to be. Mm -hmm. And then to just like explore those concepts and then end it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it doesn't feel drawn out at any point. Um, I think the the like vignette nature means that oh yeah you probably could have fit like another volume or two in there and I wouldn't uh-huh. mind too much but I think that like six is kind of the perfect length yeah mm-hmm. it never feels like it's repeating itself really mm-hmm. uh, or when when conversations are repeated it is with weight and like thematic importance yeah rather than feeling like oh we're retreading the same ground and the characters haven't really like 
changed at all. They're just having the same conversation. It's like there are there are certain lines like uh one of the one of uh one of them saying to the other, you said it after they like say something that is kind of like relatable or like um uh you with her distaste for memories or like there are a bunch of um bits like that that come back but uh yeah and like yeah yeah it's it's uh it's great it's incredible (laughs) it's just a really fucking good manga it's a really it's yeah it's a really good manga and it's also it's just like yeah really like i don't know i guess personally meaningful because it's helped me like clarify a lot of the thoughts that i have about death i Mm -hmm. guess and like i think about like not about like not being afraid of death and like things are going to end like we're all we're going to die Mm -hmm. and that's okay and like that is part of like has value because that's like that's like i'm getting i'm getting <laughs> getting muddled because i'm also trying to cry mm-hmm. uh well famously but... i will never die so i'm glad you took the bond <laughs> over this <laughs> i do uh, <laughs> like life life having value because you're alive and like whether or not you have some grand aim or achieve anything you yeah know, you, you lived in death being like an affirmation of that yeah i think i think it's the volume two afterward or like author's note at the end of volume two which um in which Tsukimizu says basically like chi and you living just for the sake of living is something beautiful yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah as she's like, as she's talking about like being jealous about them yeah uh-huh um but yeah it, it is kind of like interesting having seen two people who are living for a purpose mm-hmm. and then just mm-hmm. like watching which is like i don't know that 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 is 100 percent true uh i think they are living for each other mm-hmm. and like but yeah that is still kind of a a living for living for uh yeah the sake of living Mm -hmm. living to just continue spending time with someone you care deeply about um this is and like not having to not having to like live in in like you know in the sense of like the way that capitalist society tells us to have purpose in yeah. our life of like living yeah. to produce value for other people mm-hmm. um, of just like being out of that mm-hmm. system because there's no one left yeah <laughs> it's so interesting to me that this is like considered like a uh, part of the yashiki like healing genre which <laughs> When I hear that term used a lot, I feel like it's usually like very soft things. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? This this is a little like holding a razor blade. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. Like it it, it does it, clarify what that genre means, though, because for this for me, I wouldn't call this like healing or restorative. I would call it cathartic. Yes. Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't have too much more thoughts of it other than that, but like it's but it's like a, a cathartic release, you know. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. I think it is yes. Uh I don't feel restored by any of this shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh it is um right. Back to the the two of them living for each other. Mm-hmm. That is largely and and the like the bit where they just interlace fingers at the end and are like, oh, like right, my entire world is you. That's gay. Is this is why I that's, that's gay. gay. This is why I call it like it's it's probably back up there as my favorite Yuri. Like uh-huh. it is it is Yuri in the way Yeah. It is like obviously subtext. They never they never kiss. They never like talk about their relationship in that way. But Isn't there uh, a like pseudo official like dojin by the by Tsukimizu. It, it is a dojin, like so it's not like well, it's still a dojin <laughs> by the author. Yes. where they do kiss, yeah. right? Yeah, in a in a dojin <laughs> collection <laughs> where they're at <laughs> uh, really they're good. at college. Uh huh. <laughs> There's also um, in in Tsukimizu's other. A big work, Shimeji Simulation. Uh, Chito and Yuri are there, like uh-huh. just ma- basically married. Yep, <laughs> I, living I'm glad together I get to in this read. weird world. I'm glad I get to read Shimeji Simulation now. It was so funny to you see. Haven't read? Oh, it's good. No, Fen told me I had to read Girls Last Tour before I was allowed to read it. <laughs> I said I suggested. <laughs> you were very insistent that I shouldn't read it. Um, seeing them there wouldn't hit as hard. I guess we're doing Shimeji Simulation for your ED time next time. Uh, I feel like I'm not ready to look at them again. <laughs> <laughs> when you do it, I'd be happy to pop back on and talk about I love Shimeji Simulation. Uh-huh. It's really good. I, I think we're going to have to... I can't wait to talk about their depressed alcoholic teacher. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to have you and Lauren on for a really rambunctious your ED time. Yeah. Because I know that in the way that girls, yeah, I will real quick, uh, the like one sentence pitch on Shimeji is in the way that Girls Last Tour is about finding meaning in life, Shimeji is about um, like communication and language Mm -hmm. and how Mm -hmm. how do you relate to someone who you fundamentally can't like communication or all communication is mediated by language. How do you relate to someone who you can't like accurately convey your feelings to? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the places it goes with that is just like, Mwah. also there's a, a girl with a little egg on her head. Yeah, yeah. girl with an egg on her head. It's it was so funny to see the girl who has shimeji mushrooms growing on her head. Uh, in in a shot in this. Yeah. <laughs> was Shimeji Simulation being made at the same time? I don't oh, right? think so. I wonder if you. I wonder if Tsukimizu drew that girl and then was like, "I should use that girl," or if there it was the been, other. One. You know what I mean? I know there was, were like, like there were like some standalone, like there's like a, a one that's almost drawn like a children's storybook mm-hmm. little store thing about a girl who has mushrooms growing on her uh-huh. head. The a lot of repeating motifs did stuff. Mm-hmm. and like there's also like a a like a shimeji simulation one shot mm. that is a, uh features an explicit sex scene <laughs> uh which i 
didn't know I didn't know about that it existed until like after I was current with the series. So going back to read like their weird their little like the template uh one shot that's playing with some similar mm-hmm. aesthetic concepts was wild. Um yeah. Is it a prequel? Is yeah. it a like a reference? <laughs> a uh yeah, like thematic kind I would of read a, a whole nother thing about those three robot club girls from the camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh the yeah, the camera is such a great um yeah, again. Does like the, the eaten? I don't know. Because I don't remember seeing it after a certain point. After the I cat. think they might have left it on the sub. Mm, that makes sense. Um, mm. Yeah, gosh. Again, the way that the way that it returns to and continues to explore themes is like really incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. God, even the bit where you find out that the map maker had a partner. <laughs> yeah. God, I forgot about that. Yeah, them getting to see what's on the camera is was like one of my enduring memories of my first read through. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Just aesthetically a great camera too. Mm-hmm. The little like diamond flaps that open up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I have anything else smart to say about Girls Last Tour. No, I'm uh look forward to us doing Shmedgy at some point in the future. Probably less crying. Yeah. Probably le- definitely less crying. Um mm-hmm. it is more like existential dread than like <laughs> sorrow. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. As you like realize and finding comedy therein. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh Shmedgy much more about like damn, isn't it isn't it messed up that you will never actually relate to anyone and that we are all like individuals who you just can't like be together classic and... lighthearted topic <laughs> yeah it's but, also, like... but it's also a four coma gag manga uh, yes uh-huh. uh-huh no i know i know i'm just i'm just <laughs> of course <laughs> no of course i know it's like yeah. um that is probably that that is a little reductive mm-hmm. it does like go places with that idea but oh yeah um mm-hmm oh yeah i think also look forward to us doing ends of a dream at some point i gotta read that uh that one's one that is going to make that will make me cry if i even try to summarize it it's just like a short do some lighthearted stuff it's it's 10 chapters is the thing ben it's 10 incredible chapters Mm. um Oh gosh, yeah. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna. That's enough of that shit. Put in a marker as end of Fury Tea Time.
Okay, how are you feeling after all that, Marin? <laughs> oh, um, you've cooled down. Yeah, my eyes hurt. Yeah, my eyes hurt. I'm like feeling refreshed after having a nap—not a nap, but having a rest and a snack and a hug. Good. Uh, Good. Definitely more low energy, which mm-hmm. like. Is not particularly unusual for me, but... Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, you know, we got the good stuff out of the way, so now we can talk about Nasu's uh, uh, old Ava fanfiction that also forms the <laughs> background, the, the, like, underpinnings of the entire Fate universe. Yep. God. Um, yeah, there's no real good transition from... <laughs> from Girls Last Horror into There notes. is, actually, because our first story is Angel Notes, a post-apocalypse story about human extinction. Oh, yeah. I did at some point in our Girls' Last Tour conversation go, oh, there is the perfect like transition into Angel, uh, uh-huh. Angel Notes. Or, yeah. It's Notes. It's Notes, but it's... It is oh, in yeah. the Dojin collection um, Angel's, Angel Voice. I really like, from the author notes, Nasu's like, like being like, oh... I was really nervous at the time because the other two people in the doujin were artists, and I'm not an artist. Uh huh. <laughs> I just wrote a short story. Uh huh. <laughs> There's like a fun anxiety there. Um. Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay. Nasu loves to super subdivide his stories into like numbered sections that are <laughs> uh, separated from the title with a slash. Well, it is fun that like oh. Without, like, days provide a, a convenient way to break up a visual novel. Uh-huh. The player kind of needs to know when it is okay to, like, say, okay, I'm going to save and, like, put it down here for the night. And even in short fiction, he still uh, does this. Yeah, yeah. It is just mm-hmm. funny that it's like, oh, yeah, this is just something that Nasu likes doing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We are in first person, which is new. Usually it's... Wait, no, not is not new. Sorry, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> We're in first person following the apparent only survivor from a fleet of warplanes that were destroyed by the common enemy of the human race. That's a lot of information all at once, isn't it? There's a lot of sentences that contain a lot of information in this one. So, okay. This guy is a soldier of some kind. He has a cool gun called the Black Barrel, which he's modified for sniping. Hey, Ben. Yes. That gun appears in at least two other things. It really? Does. Yes. Uh, we've already covered Melty Blood. Yeah. That gun was in Melty Blood? Sion's, uh, Sion's gun is called Black Barrel. Uh-huh. Oh. The gun that she uses to fight with is Black Barrel. I see. Mm-hmm. Huh. <sighs> okay. Uh, so this plane is being piloted by some kind of AI, uh, which is why it's not falling out of the air. So our man uh, goes to the back, opens up the hangar hatch, and just, like, points his gun out <laughs> and waits to see something to shoot. <laughs> yeah. What? I... The translation of all of these is terrible. Terrible. Really I had bad. such a hard time understanding things. This makes it sound like he stands there for, like, a week or more, but I yeah. don't think that's true at all. 
Well, I got the vibe that he landed on something in the plane and was waiting. Later on, for. they're still flying. He can't land. That's part no, of it. Landed on something else that was flying. Like, I think they're just flying. Yeah. It's the translation was terrible and I didn't have enough time. I like went on a, a visited a very close friend, wonderful friend of the pod, Olivia. Mm -hmm. um over the weekend so i didn't have like time to sit down and like okay i'm gonna dig through the the dregs of the internet to try to find scans of this 1999 like comic at <laughs> um uh and so i wasn't able to find originals or i would have preferred but like oh mm -hmm. these translations are uh the stay night and skihime translations are a breath of fresh air compared to this? Incredible uh, compared to the translations of everything we read today. I do also think that Nas these short stories are very much Nasu in his evocative, not telling you exactly what's happening, talking around the issue bullshit. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's really compounding a problem that already exists. Yeah. Translation. Yeah. Okay. Man gets his gun. He's waiting. And then he sees his enemy and he shoots it out of the air. Uh, it's an angel. This is it's a, a dojin about angels. It's a pretty angel. It's the fucking, like, edgiest opening prequel chapter. Do you know what the, the, the name of this guy is? If you look him up on the wiki. I, I did not. I, so this, this thing has a glossary at the end. Oh, right. Uh -huh. And which I didn't read any of it because, like, as I was reading, I was like, oh, it's nice for to read something short by Nasu so he can just, like, throw out something uh, that sounds kind of, like, vaguely evocative or, like, a proper noun, but without uh, explaining it ad nauseum like he does with everything in Fate Stay Night. And then I get to the glossary and I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing is that all of so many concepts that are established here are part of the broader like nasuverse like titan universe of course they are <laughs> so uh, what is this guy's name gun god right yes i did see jesus christ <laughs> i don't think he has an actual name there's like a bit in there where it's like oh it's like uh someone ma was making fun of him and called him that and that's like the only name that we have for him yeah <laughs> I think that is, to be fair, a translated name. Uh-huh. Jushin. At least sounds better. <laughs> Only because you're not, like, really getting the meaning. Yeah. Okay. That was, uh, I think section I zero, think Godo. Go Godo which is, is his name. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, section one, original sin. <laughs> Nasu <laughs> loves original sin. And the original sin is that this angel's a bad maid. Uh-huh. Okay, 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 okay. This to me, I was I was like reading this, I was like, this is Furikuri. <laughs> there's a girl, there's a mysterious oh, girl from space yeah. holding a blue fucking guitar. This is this is pre-Furikuri, <laughs> is the thing, is another thing about it. Mm -hmm. So I'm out here like was someone working on that team some the kind of person who would have read this? God. You know what I mean? The fact that it's a she plays a blue guitar even is so what a what a weird coincidence. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, this is a flashback to uh, Godo or whatever his name is. Uh, previously, where oh. yes, because at the end he like thinks is in that airplane, thinking back to no, this, this is thing. a different airplane, different airplane, same situation. This is the angel that he shot down. Oh, he he di- he like dies on a different airplane. Yeah, yeah, that's very funny. Yeah, the the zero takes place five years. Before. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. It seemed like he was gonna die on that airplane, so I kind of thought they were doing a like back and forth thing, but no, no, no. Anyway, there's an angel in his room. She's got a halo. She's in a white dress. She uh, wants to clean his room. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. uh, but doesn't know how to clean a room. I guess. Yeah. Uh huh. We get all of this like random lore details. Apparently there's like artificial manufactured angels called A-rays. There's like a bunch of different weird like semi-human species now. This mm. angel is not is this is the thing is that Nasu establishes the idea that there are artificial angels living in the city and then immediately it's like the first one of these you see isn't even one of those. It's something else entirely. <laughs> Here's a pattern that I'm introducing just to break in the first sentence. Mhm. <laughs> anyway, anyway, this girl is kind of like a proto-Arcweed in that she's like a blonde foreign girl who shows up to annoy you and won't leave your house <laughs> and comes through the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She's also like a gestalt being composed of the hopes and dreams of everyone in the yeah, city. Yeah, she does say that. Uh, and she also says that he killed her and that's why. Um, that's why she's bothering him specifically. Mm-hmm. But doesn't know mm-hmm. what revenge is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. She wants to play guitar and can't play guitar, uh, but only because the guitar is not tuned, because she doesn't know how to play, t- how to tune a guitar, or mm-hmm. that tuning is a thing. Section two, public garden. What is this now? Where are we? Oh, yeah, we get that this guy, that this guy is also just a casual angel exterminator. <laughs> Which is a very <laughs> funny job title to have. Because yeah. angels are just little feisty like rats. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, they come down from the sky to attack people, but they're not good at it. <laughs> or, like, motivated. So they just kind of... It's more like we have to shoot them and get rid of them just so they don't build up and, like, become a pigeon problem. <laughs> Apparently, because he uses a gun, it's not even, like cost effective he's barely making money he's like spending a dollar on each bullet (laughs) um okay yeah he's got to kill like 30 angels a day to be able to feed himself and his pet angel who eats Mm -hmm. for some reason there is a yeah there's a weird bit somewhere around that is like oh he can't eat like the artificial food that is manufactured Mm because it's too nutrient rich Uh uh-huh uh-huh um yeah, this is is yeah, this where we like get that he's the last or he's a human? Uh-huh. It seems like there's it seems not a like lot he's the last round. I think they say at some point that he's the very last one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the uh, end. Everyone he... else is like modified. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh so we get some stuff about the world. This is the land of steel. It's Earth, but like uh apocalyptic future Earth. Uh plants can't grow anymore. And, uh, but there are these, like, big world trees. Stop me if you've heard this before. There's world trees. 
in the distance. Not one, but two. Mm. This is how you know it's a Nazi work, because he's not satisfied with one work. <laughs> you gotta have two of them. And they also have to secretly be something else. <laughs> Go on. Anyway, uh, this is like Nazi one is mo- uh, uh, his like most, like, I wrote this in high school, actually, and just republished it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he meets up with some guy who is a beast man. Like some kind of uh, human modified with animal DNA or something like that. And they have like a conversation. Uh, our our guy needs like special medicine to breathe <laughs> all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And they talk about some like other random lore shit like demonic swords and Aristoteles. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the bit about there being a financial bureau that's overseeing the angel exterminating and cutting their pay constantly. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. Uh-huh. Three. Section three. Roman. Uh, our, our guy bumps into a very horny A-Ray angel who wants to fuck him. What angels be horny, Ben? Uh-huh. She has bad taste, but, uh-huh. you know. Seems like I guess, an ex, sort of. Yeah, I guess there's some novelty in fucking the last human alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, her wings are, like, dishes that collect heavy metal. Yeah, they just can fly, uh, naturally, I guess. Mm-hmm. The wings are, yeah, like solar panels. They're collecting, yeah, heavy particles, which isn't really explained here, but I learned what it is from the glossary. But of course. Uh-huh. Uh, they talk about some, like, random lore shit. The Six Sisters, uh, the Knights of the Demonic Swords, and rates their power ranking by how many nukes they are, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, right, right, let, let's see what else. Um, we get this, like, bit where he's, like, the angel's, like, questioning why he wants to survive, and we go through, like, this, like, very Nasu, like, cyclical logic of what, why you want to live, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which is, uh, uh, repeated at the end. Mm. Um, also we find out that, uh, the A-Ray Angel's power that they fight with is called Jin. Jin, yeah. It would be Geen, wouldn't it? Geen. I guess uh-huh. so, but I just think... It probably gin is very funny. But I did just read it as gin, like the drink. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, section four, after images. Hunter goes back to his uh, apartment where the angel, who is his like live-in wife now, is hanging out. How do you pronounce this? It's like Aristotle, I, but like I read like, it as like Aristoteles. But I wonder if it's just supposed to be Aristotle's, like plural of Aristotle, but the translator <laughs> put in an extra E. Possible. Very possible. There are some misspellings. Anyway, one of them, which they're they're angels, right? They're like not not angels in the angel sense, but angels in the neon like Genesis Evangelion sense. Yeah. Very, very much. Including that there is one who shoots cross-shaped light beams. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm so funny <laughs> this is this is why nasu loves catholicism is because he saw it in ava and was like this is fucking sick as hell yeah <laughs> i have a new answer to to lauren's question from last time which is like what do you think of the western and like catholic influences on nasu work mm-hmm. or like what does nasu think of those things and it's like oh nasu thinks that those aesthetics are cool as hell yes. yeah 
he he understands that like Catholic aesthetics are uh, metal and also evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's about it. Anyway, anyway, one of these uh, one of these Aristotles was is going to show up and like wipe the city out. So he's leaving and all this stuff, and uh, she finally explains that she's an angel that uh, she she's an Aristotle that he shot down. The big uh, the big wings. The big trees are her wings, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she kind of soaked up her mind, soaked up human experience from being under the city. And that's why where she came from. Yeah, she's, quote, everyone's fantasy. Uh-huh, which is like a little blonde girl, I guess. <laughs> uh, troubling. Mm-hmm. Uh, da-da-da. Are the angels that are infesting the city are her, the feathers falling from the world yes. tree wings mm. uh-huh uh-huh section five how a star is born well, wait real quick the one yeah the the reason that the city is here is because it's act your life can't exist on any other place on the planet but on her decomposing corpse uh there are nutrients and so you can like grow trees oh, and stuff. That. that makes sense that makes sense um okay so now we are on a different plane i was not mm-hmm. aware it was a different plane at the time uh our guy has shot down the aristotles that was that was uh showing up to destroy the city yes mm-hmm. he did it again wait no he diverted it he, di- he only diverted it i thought he yeah. shot it he may have shot at it but it's still alive yeah, it yeah, just, just changed course. Mm-hmm. Listen, this is like fucking re- like reading through a pane of glass smeared with Vaseline. I'm doing my best. <laughs> anyway, he's dying. He got hit because uh, I think the the A Ray girl that was flirting with him before he pushed her out of the way of an attack and got hit instead. I so she's so. okay, yeah. minus a wing, and he's dying. Mm-hmm. They had to establish that they can fly with only one wing, or without using their wings, so that this girl could fly to safety, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. He gives, like, a, a very proto-Shiro speech about yes. how he always wanted to be a superhero, basically. Oh, <laughs> uh, didn't I tell you? Only... I want to look cool, because I wanted to be a hero. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dorky. Um... And then he tries to fix the plane's AI so that he can land um, as she leaves, pretty much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He cycles through his like reason for wanting to live. and He has a new reason that it ends on, but we don't get to hear what it is. <laughs> it, it's that he found a girlfriend that he actually has an emotional attachment to yes, rather than it. purely a fiction. Uh, uh, <laughs> Instead of just a 2D girl. A <laughs> uh, uh, physical one. Okay, section six, glitter love. Now this is back. Yes, this is yeah. a flashback. Yes, as he's preparing to go fight uh, the cross angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, his girl tells him that he can't kill it because they're from different planets and they have different concepts of death and all this stuff. And he's like, "I've already killed a bunch of them, or we've killed a bunch of them." <laughs> So it's totally doable. This is very funny. As it turns out, yeah, 
she says, oh, you didn't kill me. I'm just like sleeping. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. The, what death means is different. Yeah. So this part I actually like. Okay. Okay. Why are they being attacked by angels? Okay. This part rules. Tell this part. Yeah. Uh, Earth died. Yes. Humans killed it. Uh, the Just Earth. Through like pollution and. The Earth would have been fine with humans killing it as long as then humans also died. Yeah. We go the together. The thing is, yeah. humans so cut themselves off from Earth that. um. They were able to keep living even after Earth had died. Yeah, like and so life, yeah. Earth got real grumpy and said, "Hey, anyone who can hear me, please come kill these humans." Uh huh. Yeah. And uh, as it turns out, all other planets in the solar system could hear. Uh huh. Yeah. The idea of like, oh, I don't want these ants crawling on my corpse after I'm dead. <laughs> please, yeah, please help being, me. Like freaked out about things continuing to live on your dead body. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it's sick. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Okay. Which is, I just realized this, is fun because that is more or less exactly what is happening to this angel. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. there are a bunch of people living on her yes. dead or sleeping body. Yeah, yeah, She And she's fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> Comparatively. So what are the Aristotles or Aristotles? They are the most powerful being on every other planet. Yes. Okay, okay. Our enemies are species that ruled over the aliens of other planets where our common sense doesn't apply. The strongest life form on a planet. In other words, the planet itself. Yeah, this part I really need the like the original to yeah, yeah. just like, yeah. parse. Because... Because he's like, oh, you're the planet. And then she's like, well, no, actually, uh, only the other planets could hear Earth's cry. And so they, like, talked to the species on them and sent, like, envoys. Although, yeah, in other places, it sounds like the crystallization of that world. You know what I mean? So it's kind of blurry for for me, for us, at least. Yeah. Because, like, Crimson Moon is the moon. You know what I mean? It's not something that lives on the moon. It's the concept of the moon. And that's type moon. But didn't Crimson Moon die? Yes. But the moon's still there. The moon's still there, but it's... uh, oh. It's just a rock now? Okay, here's the thing, Fed. It's that death works differently for them. So the moon is not <laughs> yeah, they really don't have dead. our conception of death. It is very fun, a very fun bit to me that, like what reality is is different on different planets because of the different things that people believe uh-huh i'm like oh so this is where type moon comes from yes type moon is crimson moon yes i see uh-huh because all of these entities are type venus type pluto type saturn etc etc mm-hmm. um Yes. So the 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 monsters, the Aristotles, uh, don't have any intellect of their own. They're just doing their their they're programmed to uh, kill, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, our angel, who is Type Venus, uh, developed a personality from being around humans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, <laughs> she's very proto Archimede in like basically every way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even Archimede is type moon, right? Uh-huh. 
she refuses to flee the city with him because uh, he's planning to flee at this point because if she moves her wings are going to shatter and billions of angels are going to like just flood the ground <laughs> people are going to be wading through waist deep angel <laughs> uh, so she's ready to die with the city basically and uh yeah and then he's like oh i love you and she's like but i'm not even human and he's like i'm the only human left et cetera, et cetera. and then he leaves pr- to go kill the cross mm-hmm. or to go fight it at least there is been jazzed if he managed to kill it but yeah there's a fun bit somewhere in here about like what is an angel oh it's something that looks human and has wings and is beautiful uh-huh which is like yeah yeah uh the only other thing i have to say about this story is it's interesting because everything else almost everything else the nasty writes is urban fantasy yeah um this is like and this is like late sci-fi post-apocalyptic yeah uh-huh. which is such a different vibe from everything else like there are obviously a lot of like cool lore and uh-huh. also like thematic ideas that nasu has always been interested in uh-huh but the setting is so different from everything else that he writes mm-hmm. interesting did you read the glossary Yes, there's so much lore. There's so much lore in this glossary. You got I any opened it lore and bits? went, no. <laughs> I was like, I was like, part of me in my heart was excited. And then the other part of me was like, I gotta read this. I do like uh, Black Barrel being a gun that uses the power of its enemy against itself. Yes. Is cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, the more the, so the more uh, gene you have, the more powerful it is, and also it can't be used by anyone who is affected by gene. So, our guy being the last human is the only one who can use it. Yeah, which is why it's just lying around his apartment instead of being used. Mm-hmm. We also get um, gene is is mana from like uh that comes from ley lines and other fate stuff, except earth doesn't produce mana anymore because it's dead so it's falling from the sky along with the angels that's the heavy mm-hmm. particles that the angels are picking up i see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i also like that type venus's original form is a carnivorous tree that will spread spores to devour everything on the surface if it planted uh-huh that's pretty fun yeah oh. uh, the, the original form of heaven's corpse uh-huh uh-huh anyway that's that's all the glor- the glossary stuff we really need to go over but but yeah uh i guess arcweed is one of these things right one of these uh aristotles or uh the she's type moon technically mm-hmm. although she isn't because she's not active yeah she's suppressing that side of herself mm-hmm. talk Oh wait, 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 wait! I did see the picture of of our of Gun God, and he looks like uh he looks a little bit like Kiritsugu if Kiritsugu was Kaji from Evangelion. Also, oh, does he have weird chin hair like Kaji? I think so. Yeah, yeah he's got stuff. Yeah, I can't believe there's art um, of Gun God. It's from Complete Materials. I see. So there's also drawings of like uh the the type Venus of the angel girl too, which is how I know that she's like a tiny looking blonde girl. Ah, <sighs> classic, classic Nasu. Anyway, that's uh, that's it for notes. Surprisingly uh, relevant to stuff we'll be doing later. 
Yeah. I'm shocked. I, fun to read at the very least. Like, I would read something in this setting, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cleaned up and a little, like, a little more removed from Ava and a little less edgy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right here is probably going to be Tsukihime music. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because I needed some music to insert here, and uh, I was like, oh, next thing's Tsukihime sad stories. Uh huh. Oh. We're going to get the boss chanting theme, probably. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. God. This is a fucking (laughs) boss. The story is is a boss fight. We got some fucking sick, weird vampires. We got Tsukihime. We got CL being cool for once. Yes. This is great. Is CL being like a sad, noir detective vampire hunter in an evil forest? Sick. Uh It's good. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, no. The fact that this takes place after and she's still like that, and she hasn't just settled down and turned into a schoolgirl for real, Mm -hmm. makes her so much more fun. Yeah, my... Uh, yeah, my note is I like Ciel a lot. Glad she's still guilt ridden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We complained a lot about how she felt fixed at the end of Tsuki. Yeah, and I guess uh-huh. the canonical answer is nope, <laughs> not even a little bit. What you is this vampire? It is a reality marvel that is a forest that wanders around eating towns. A migrating forest that eats it's... anything it comes across. This is... A vampire can be anything you want it to be. <laughs> yeah. But As we learn later, Ben, this is a tree. <laughs> what if a tree was a vampire? Yeah, and it goes, like... It pops up every, like, 50 years, eats a couple of villages, and then just disappears. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This is the disemboweling forest of Einash, or the demon of Schwarzschwald. Einash hmm. uh, is just how it's mostly referred to. Yeah. CL is here. Hi, CL. She's uh, looking at a bunch of dead church soldiers and going, yep. fuck. <laughs> they were. <laughs> this is so funny. They were attacking random trees. And <laughs> 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 they died. I mean, presumably they were trying to defend themselves from those trees attacking them. But either way, it's very funny. <laughs> so funny. They like some yeah. of the trees they burned, but like it, she's like, wow, there's like what fifty people or something here. It's a lot of fifties, uh, and they're all dead, and they've barely done shit. Uh huh. That's the church, baby. Now CL is being tracked or followed by someone named Marum, who is was sent by their boss, uh, Nabarek. A lot of names. We're going to get a lot of names that are hard to pronounce yeah. in this and the next story. Anyway. This, Nasu short stories are, what if Nasu uh, writing, but he didn't have long enough to explain all of the names and like lore concepts that he brings up? But he doesn't want to cut any of them, so yeah. he'll just bring them up anyway. I think that, I think that makes it like Nasu at his best. Because he doesn't have enough, like, page count to just ramble forever about the highly specific way that Marum's powers work. 
Yes. Yeah. I do <laughs> wish stuff could just be evocative. Uh-huh. I do wish that he um made it a little clearer what was happening sometimes cuz it feels like he wants to save the like like with Maram. I had to look at his Wikipedia page to like understand what was happening with his power. I, I got, fully believe like, that some of that is the translation. Some of the trans I got the gist of like he turns parts of his body parts into uh-huh. beasts that he can control. Yeah. It's like Nasu is has two modes. A little bit more vague than you want him to be, or exhaustive over detail. <laughs> okay, the tree though is sick. The trees are sick. I don't need to know exactly what the trees are doing to know that they're fucking eating people. Yep. So, Maram is chattering with Ciel. Uh, someone else was supposed to meet her here, but he killed and ate that person. Because he's a vampire, and he tells her just to mm-hmm. add it to the list of people the forest ate. She's like, mm-hmm. what happens? Uh-huh. I ate him. Uh-huh. Which I added an uwu to in my notes, because the energy <laughs> this guy has. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a little uh, Mephisto from Arknights. I like him more than Mephisto. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Maram talks about how the forest is monopolizing all of the magical energy in the area, so CL can't use any of her abilities, and her, she doesn't have her immortality. Whether or not her immortality would be cut off by the forest, uh, you could you could read it that way, but this is post-Tsukihime, so she doesn't have it anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, I read this as she still has it. It does say... Row is dead. Really Ro is unclear. Dead. Yes. No. What I was about. Okay. What? Go. 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 Come at me. Ben wants to fight me. Apparently. <laughs> what I was going to say is that it it reads like killing Roa didn't fix the wor- the bug that is CL. I don't know that that's true, but I would love it if that was true. I just um, don't think Nasu's that cool. I mean, like. He says, oh, you're cut off from the world, therefore your immortality won't work. I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's what he's saying. I think it's, a, he's b- broader listing her disadvantages, including that she can't use magic. He says you're cut off from the world, you therefore, and you have no immortality. <laughs> this is like a comma issue, I feel, more than anything about her. <laughs> okay. Because he says that she's returned to being human later. Yes. Which means she's not immortal. Does it? Yes. Listen, <laughs> Fen, I would love it if CL could still do the trick where she slits her own throat just for show. <laughs> what a party trick. We don't know that she can't. <laughs> this It's a great, great party trick because the blood rewinds into her body even, so she can't get it on stuff. Anyway. Uh, Maram asks if she's planning on leaving the burial agency. Uh, she's evasive about it, but reassures him that she would never join the Mages Association. <laughs> Fuck a Mages Association. They're apparently boring, and also she doesn't have any magical ability. Or, she has great magical circuits, she has never learned how to use them. She doesn't, she can't, she uses it all on instinct. She doesn't know theory. <laughs> CL read marks <laughs> theory. Um, CL's all practice all the time. Mm-hmm. Two, two OP. Okay, overpowered. Two Opening? OP. Who could say? Who could say? Uh, we get some information about Inash. Uh, let's see. Arcoid killed Inash 
800 years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, oh, we also get, it's growing a fruit that get, makes you temporarily immortal, presumably for a good long while. Every time it manifests, it grows one of these fruits and, like, tempts people with it. What does temporary or immortality mean? <laughs> I guess it would probably extend your life for a couple hundred years. Something okay. like that. Mm. Uh, so, so, even if you're if you can't, if if you're a town, you can't do much about this tree, right? Mm-hmm. The, the forest will just show up and eat you. But normally you'd be smart enough not to go into the devil forest that eats people if you were someone who knew about it. But because it has this stupid fucking fruit, everyone runs in and gets eaten anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're down to four people uh, who are alive of the hunters who enter the forest. We've got burial agents five, Marum, and seven, CL. We got a wind mage from the association, and we've got a mystery uh, interloper. It's it's Shiki. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be Shiki for it, some it, reason. Once it took the, me a long time to figure out who was fighting the mage. Once they mentioned a a, a a a like a a knife, I'm like, is that Tono Shiki? Yeah, is that Tono Shiki. <laughs> it's my boy. Yeah, the like sentence, the like structure of that like paragraph where they're talking about the the fight between the two of them the f- was formatting of this is a nightmare. <laughs> they also call, they're like, oh, it's you, a word term that I don't remember, but it wasn't Shiki. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, because like the the mage doesn't speak Japanese and like couldn't make sense of what he was saying when he said his name. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we'll put links to the places that we read these three things in yeah. our description. Um, if anyone has a link to the originals, no, I would be. I know. I'm potentially hopeful. I'm also very tired. Section three: Black Sheep. CL's been wandering for days. Uh, the idea of like the forest is still moving around you, so you can't really get a sense of where the middle of the forest is. Is uh-huh. very cool. Marim is, like, following at, like, 20 paces so she doesn't cut his head off, heckling her the whole time. Uh, they're, they, I think they bonded over both being monsters in the Burial Association, even though she still kind of hates him. It does seem like, by volume, the Burial Association is about, like, 90% vampire. <laughs> 90% might be high, but it is, a, there is a 75. surprising <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's... God, there's like a sick line in there, um, somewhere in this conversation mm-hmm. about, like, about this, where, about why they hate vampires but not demons, and like, uh-huh. why they need to in- bring in vampires to hunt vampires. Um, uh-huh. They're like, uh, where is it? That's because while they can tolerate demons, they cannot accept beings that their god is not involved with. <laughs> That's very However, funny. However, to hunt down a heretic is to acknowledge its existence. Therefore, an organization keeps the darkness within order to protect itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they, cool. they created this agency it. to like deal with the shit that the church hates, but in a way that like, gives them plausible deniability. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Marum, his loyalty to the burial agency has been shaken by an experience he had a year ago. Who is he now loyal to? Arkweed. Yeah. He saw Arkweed and was like, wow, it's Arkweed. 
Whomst amongst and so, us. Yeah, right? It's Arkoid. I would be loyal to Arkoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talk about why Arkoid has not turned into a blood-sucking monster yet. Uh, we we get like a reaffir- reaffirmation that the tr- that true ancestors are sucking blood for psychological reasons, not for any particular physical need. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that the more human they become, the more human emotion they have, the more likely they are to fall to that. Which is why Arkweed is in such a bad state. Or potentially in such a bad state. Marim wants her to go back to her castle, but she doesn't seem interested in that right now. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. he sort of drifts off for a minute. Seems like he can astral project or something. Took me a while to get that. Because like we're going to get a cut to somewhere else, and he's going to be there, and then he's going to cut back and be like, oh, sorry, I was doing something. Yeah, mm. yeah. Or I, ca- I, oh, I read that as it sounds like he can fade into shadows mm. and like hop between them. That makes sense too. Mm-hmm. Section four, Red Ram. Uh, some association mage named Fort is getting their ass beaten by so, uh, by some Japanese assassin. Oh, it's Shiki. I, I yep. do. Fort keeps calling Shiki the Oriental, which uh, sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna call this is this is really nasty on his most like Western people suck, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was wondering if this chapter title was supposed to be Red Rum, like the Shining thing, Murder Backwards, mm. huh? But who could, could say? I could see that. Uh, let's see. So Shiki beat up the mage without hurting the hurting her and then wanders off meets up with marim marim speculates out loud that shiki is trying to get the immortality fruit because it will stop it'll help satiate arkweed's cravings mm. that's i like this bit of like uh-oh things are going bad with arkweed yeah that or she he's just like oh valentine's is coming up and i really need a present <laughs> I need a oh. of the blood of hundreds of uh villagers and animals i mean someone's gotta get it yeah no the forest typically leaves without it getting got well i mean yeah i just mean uh the either the fort Shiki did not cause the fruit to be created. That's true. So really, there's no, like, you don't have to worry about the moral implications of giving the fruit to your girlfriend. Uh Uh-huh. It's a blood fruit. Does it not trigger Arkweed to turn into a monster in the same way? Or is it that she's already triggered uh, that, like, side of herself? I think it's, it is a fruit created of blood, but it's just a fruit. Yeah, Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. So it won't set our Arkweed no. into a demon frenzy. No. The way that the first game implied a single drop of blood would. Probably not. Probably mm-hmm. not. Yeah. I Makes a great like, Valentine's Day gift. <laughs> yeah. As like something that would satiate that. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I want to see Arkweed struggling with her blood addiction. Anyway. Marim doesn't want to fight Cheeky. He offers to lead Cheeky to the center of the forest if he tells... Uh, if Cheeky tells him how... Uh, Ainash survived Arkweed's attack. Mm-hmm. Section 5, Darkwood Kingdom 2. Did I say Darkwood Kingdom 1? That sounds... Oh. I may have missed that. Marim is back with CL and uh, explains what's up with Ainash. Uh, we also get Zelrek, uh, drop name, name dropped here mm-hmm. as another mage who became a vampire. Is that a name we should know from other... 
Zelresh is the is Rin's master, the gem sword. Oh yes, yes. Yep. He killed Crimson Moon and uh, whatchamacallit, became a vampire in the process. Mm-hmm. 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 Now, Ayanash was a mage. He had the power to rewrite memories. He tried to. He did the thing where he becomes a vampire to try and be immortal. And he tried to use his memory powers to convince Arkweed and everyone else that he didn't exist. It didn't work. Arkweed murdered him and dropped his body under a tree. Mm-hmm. What happened to the tree? The tree was a carnivorous tree and so drank his blood. Was it like that before it got yeah. our blood splashed on? It just happened to be a tree that wanted to eat people? Yes. <laughs> I guess chase your dreams. Um... There's there's a reference to like a, a it's like a legend, Japanese right? legend yeah. of mm. trees what eat people. Um, Bad luck, Arcoid. Yeah, really, really atrocious luck. Um, so it turned into a vampire, sort of. Cool. <laughs> it rules. Uh huh. Uh huh. This is part of the reason that all attempts to negotiate with it fail because it is a tree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, CL's like, who could possibly know that story of what happened? And, uh, I love this line. He's, like, talking about the guy he heard this information from. He's like, he's like, he was quite surprised when I mentioned you. Like, whoa, Senpai is here as well, or something. <laughs> the like, whoa, is what makes <laughs> like it funny. Like, CL blushes, still holding a torch for Shiki. Uh-huh. He uh, knows that she's like 40 now and she's like, oh, but I just can't get enough of him. <laughs> He's 18. It's fine. <laughs> oh, boy. You're going to start some age gap discourse. The forest attacks them. What happens? Uh, a giant, a, like an orca whale comes out of uh, Marum's thigh his like yeah, leg explodes leg? and a giant was like kaiju comes out. I I read it as like it, it was Leviathan. Yeah, it's definitely yeah something like that. Uh, and then it's eaten by the forest. Uh-huh. In, in maybe the most Nasu line I've ever read, or the enormous beast, which had the size of a mountain, was covered entirely by trees in less than a minute and halted, becoming a new part of the forest. Mm-hmm. The beast would stomp and crush the world was, however, defeated by the corrosion of the world it should crush. No. This is very, yeah. It was no match in the first place, which is every <laughs> fight scene in Fate Stay Night. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, CL runs off to catch up with Shiki, and Marum blows his, his hand off to make another monster. <laughs> Weird power. Mm-hmm. Section six. Uh, a lot of fighting happened, presumably. This is after. <laughs> yeah, it does end with... Anyway, you can imagine what happened next, obviously. Yeah. It's pro- <laughs> The forest probably did? Yeah. Uh, CL is... Cheeky help- was there. Of course the forest is dead. Einash is defeated. CL is helping Marum out of the forest. She's carrying him. Uh, he, he says that the church has ordered them to capture Shiki so that they could study him. And she mm-hmm. let him go. And he, she says something about how they're also supposed to kill Archimed on sight. And Marum let her go. <laughs> so they're like, okay, well. Marum then suggests that CL could make a break for it now. If no one's watching them. And he's the only one who could stop her. And he's wounded. He can't walk. 
she says that she lost her chance to leave a year ago. They talk about sin and atonement for a while, and like sticking yourself with sins, basically. And then uh, they return to the church. Mm-hmm. I liked this. Yeah. 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 Good. This is good CL content. What if CL was cool? Yeah. Yeah. I, cool I like the bit that specifically at the end, it's like, oh, CL is going back to the church because she's going to keep killing uh, dead apostles until she feels like she's made up for the everything that she yeah. did. Yeah, it's like no one's asking her. Aside, the church would demand it no matter what. But no one's like asking her to make up for the things that she did, you know? Yeah. She's the one who is always blaming herself for what happened to her. Mm-hmm. And that's sick. This is the best CL. This is the best CL? Yes. This Easily. is a CL who ranks much higher on my uh, Tsukihime girls list. Uh-huh. Last story. Tsukihime music. What'd you say? More Tsukihime music. More Tsukihime. Probably the like opening or like title screen or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. How about the dramatic sad sex music? <laughs> the the fun, like upbeat, jaunty day music. Uh-huh. Type Moon sex music is so funny. Because none so of it funny. fits. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Not to say that I've said on this podcast before I'm playing Fushigi Densha. Not to say that any of the music in that game is appropriate for a sex scene what's either, like, but... What's the music like in Fushigi Densha? I imagine it's very horn-heavy. Am I wrong about that? Um, imagine, imagine an anime taking place in what I am... A place that they would call Arabia. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, oh, you'll get no. a really good vibe for like what the music sounds like. Huh. <sighs> Well, that's fun. <laughs> Which, again, is like, it's way too upbeat and loud for sex. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, sex music should be grim. <laughs> 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 
there are terrible things happening in this dark place. If there aren't <laughs> weird little water droplets in the background. <laughs> I unironically love uh, the fate sex music so much because it doesn't fit at all. <laughs> oh yeah, same. What are we what are we talking about this time? The Louvre. This is the Louvre. Okay. Prelude. This he is made an art museum that wanders around and kills people. <laughs> um <laughs> This is literally a like okay, here is the setup for this is a you boot up Skihime 2 and this story plays mm-hmm. as the setup for the premise of Tsukihime uh-huh. 2. This would be this would be the Rin prologue of uh or, or the like uh Shiki's family getting murdered. Uh-huh. Um of yeah, yeah. original Tsukihime. I I'm thinking of it in terms of the Rin stuff because I was released beforehand as a teaser as well as yeah, in the game. Yeah. Sure. Anyway. Mm. Another dead apostle named Louv. He's five hundred years old. He lives in Norway. And he's about to take o- inherit the vacated 10th seat of the dead apostle ancestors. I think this is where we're starting to get the idea that dead apostle ancestors are the ones that are numbered, whereas dead apostle is just any vampire. I think that this is a shift. Yes, I, yes, yes. I think that this yeah, is like being yeah. defined. Yes. Mm. Because, yeah. Because previously, previously it was, oh, dead there are 27 dead apostles. Yes. And now it is. Any vampire who's not a true ancestor is a dead apostle, uh-huh. and separately there are twenty-seven of them, seven of them that we call the ancestors, uh-huh. who are really powerful. They're really powerful, and they're basic. It's like it's like a a season of a shonen anime setup. Yes, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Tournament arc. It's a t- <laughs> God. Um. Anyway, apparently all of the, uh, or many of the dead apostle ancestors, uh, keep their own, like, imitation version of the Millennium Castle, of Arkwood's Castle, Mm -hmm. that they, uh, lock themselves away in. And so, uh, we get that Louvre is like, no one is gonna be able to kill me in my special castle. And, And then it's like, but some mysterious woman has come to kill him. I was like, oh, I wonder who, no, this is a new character, okay. Yeah. I was also like, oh, CL's here. And I was like, oh, wait, no. Nope. New Breath girl. of fresh air. Yeah. New character. Not even a church member. I was yeah. I wonder if it would be like Sion or someone, but. Uh, uh-huh. Section one. We have, we're following the Battalion of Kron. <laughs> Lots of names in this. They are from the Mages Association. They are vampire hunters. And uh, they're led by someone named Lady Bartholomeloy Lorelei. <laughs> I'm guessing that Bartholomeloy is not her first name. It seems to be her last name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and it seems to be a translation artifact that it's translated. Yeah, that is it. It is treated as her first name here. Yeah, so we can call her Lorelai. Uh huh. I did write out Bartholomeloy every time, <laughs> but it's hard to say. I could not. I couldn't say because it's just like it's so close to being Bartholomew, but it's the L and the M are switched around, which is just there's, Bartholomeloy, which is just there's Bartholomeloy, I guess. <laughs> there's also another mage family called the L Meloy. Yeah, I was yeah. wondering. Saying is, I was wondering if there's a relationship. <laughs> I looked it up. I looked it up to see if they had just changed the name, and no, they're just a separate family in Fate Continuity that is also a Lord family in Clock Tower. <laughs> anyway. 
they're planning on either uh going into the castle the whole battalion and hunting down the vampire or annihilating everything that exists within the bounded field Mm -hmm. and uh the lorelei is like i'm gonna take care of it myself because i'm so cool and strong she blows up the gates and walks in while everyone is just kind of like okay have fun (laughs) section two i do like that her second command is like okay so how are we gonna go about this are we just gonna like erase this whole whole like bounded field from existence because that's probably the best way to go about this and she's like Nah, i'm uh, i'm i'm hungry for a hunt i'm gonna i'm gonna go take care of this all myself <laughs> been too long since i actually got a fight uh-huh yeah yeah yeah. she's 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 very much that kind of girl mm-hmm. speaking of Section two is all about her. Who is she? She's very powerful and is very close to performing miracles. She's not one of the five sorcerers. Yes. She's not up there with them. But uh, but she's she's really strong is the thing. She's assistant director of Clock Tower. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but she's laser focused on vampires. Hates them so much she can't focus on anything else. This is some kind of like inborn familial vampire like <laughs> rage lust that is just part of her family and she's got it worse than anyone else even though she has ah, no particular reason to the nana yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah she there's like a red moon out tonight which the vampires are extra strong during and mm-hmm. then she p- picked it on purpose so that he would be tougher yeah uh yeah so she starts chasing a vampire around in the castle <laughs> Section one, block two. <laughs> they start getting creative. One or two. One or two. That's in programming. That's an or. That's fair, but that's one bar two. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is just a flash to her battalion being like, "Oh, whoa! There's intruders in the castle who got here before us." Yep. Section three. <laughs> Uh, Lorelai has tracked down Louvre, uh, there, but there's something going on where there's multiple genders of Louvre running around. <laughs> she has a cool gauntlet that deflects magic. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Wait, Louvre does. Hmm? Louvre does? She Lorelai does. in her art. I looked up her art. Okay. Yeah, she, like, deflects some bolts or something. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of these people are deflecting anything that she's shooting. Yeah, <laughs> it says that she turned the bedroom into a patio by sh- like <laughs> shooting a spell at it. Yeah, she like shoots wind spells as if they were swords. Uh huh. It sounds like there is also another person here, a vampire who hunts vampires. <laughs> uh, he has a shotgun. That's pretty cool for a vampire to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, he apparently killed someone that uh, Lorelai knows, so she doesn't like him. Uh, let's see. Anyway, so Lou, the vampire, has some kids. This is what's going on. They're all named Lou. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, presumably that's a last name. Uh-huh. Yeah, but they just all call... Yeah. Every one of them is called Lou here in an intentionally, like, annoying way. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I had like read it as like he was choosing these people to inherit his vamp, like being his next yeah. body. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Apparently, when vampire clans include when when you include 
vampires that are of the same like bloodline as you and your party you get like a power bonus so she goes with this vampire hunter to go kill uh all of the louves section zero louve before three hours before she burst in the door what was he up to oh there's a dead apostle who does prophecies yeah, this is how there there is still a coherent organization known as the Dead Apostle Ancestors. One of them knows when the others are going to die and warn, tells them, like, hey, get a successor. Uh-huh. This is interesting. Yeah. Again, there's a lot of, like, uh, rewriting of Dead Apostle lore. Yeah. Um, this is interesting because it posits the Dead Apostles as an organized 27, mm-hmm. not, oh... It is a natural law that there are like 27 powerful vampires and every time one mm-hmm. dies like kind of someone gets a power boost. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like oh, like a classification by the church. It's yeah. like they're self-organizing. Yeah. It's like oh yeah, there are, there's an organization and there's like an application process for becoming one of the <laughs> one of the 27 and Mhm. he's been anyway. like consolidating artifacts and conceptual weapons. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, not as tough as the other ones. He doesn't have, like, a cool... He's not a forest or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got, like, an armory to make it up. Anyway, what does he think about this prophecy that he's going to be visited by death tonight? What does he think? He this thinks it's dumb. He I thinks thought. it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'll be fine, actually. <laughs> prophecy doesn't work on me. He goes and gets a cool mace or something like that uh, to to use to fight Lorelai. And then he gets cut in half by a mysterious bandaged figure wearing or with a knife. Why is Shiki covered in bandages? Is, he having, like, is it Shiki? Is it? Maybe it's not. I was wondering what that... I guess like bandage, that's how like capital Shiki was described, I guess. But he's not uh-huh, around. Uh-huh. It, yeah. The vibe... So... Yeah, my guess is that this, as a setup for a Tsukihime 2, this they, is they a... They can't add another Shiki. No, but it is a misdirect to say, like, mm-hmm. oh, who cuts death lines? Well, obviously it's Shiki. Uh-huh. And then it's like, oh, actually, someone else has a similar power, Which or... Which they've already done. <laughs> I, 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 I could totally it believe It could you. totally There's... also just be Shiki, but huh. the thing is... With this, this is a setup for a second Skihime. Nothing is resolved in this. No, and probably maybe never will be. Yeah. I have Skihime 2 on our (laughs) release schedule, (laughs) if it ever gets made. Huge Um, F. mm Mm-hmm. What if Tsukihime 2 was from CL's perspective as uh, Shiki becomes increasingly dangerous trying to keep Arkoid stable uh, and she has to put him down? (laughs) Uh, I mean, like, like, Shiki doesn't have that long left. Uh Uh-huh. Which which could be him getting increasingly desperate to try and set Arkweed up to live without him. Yeah. The idea of him going around collecting weird magic shit. Yeah. (laughs) He is, like, uh, another bit is he's framed by the Crimson Moon in the background uh, of this shot. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, yeah, Arkweed. (laughs) Anyway. Section 425, <laughs> little arrow in between. 
but uh, Lorelai has discovered that all three Louves, uh, the the real one and his two descendants, have been murdered, cut into pieces. She's so pissed off that she doesn't even try and fight the vampire hunter, uh, who who grows wings and flaps away. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, "I'm gonna kill that fucker who stole my kills." This also makes me think that at least she's going to think that it's cheeky. Mm-hmm. It is very funny that she's like, ah, there's a bit where she's like, mm, I wasn't even the first one in. And then she's like, oh, God damn it. I wasn't even the second one here. That's where it like crosses a line. Prelude two. <laughs> second section. I forgot how much of this we have left. <laughs> I didn't get to how this part. Man? So seeing the notes, I... There's some fucking wild stuff <laughs> happening here. What? <laughs> the little British truck driver. I, I was driver. hoping that this was Kotomine for a sec. God, that would be so funny. Oh my god. There is a man. He's in the UK. He's not British, but he's driving a truck through the UK. It's a big truck, and it's carrying a trailer which is named Sympathy for the Devil. <laughs> like it's a fucking stand. <laughs> Yeah, so it has Mary Magdalene in it. What? Like something wait, something like that? Wait, like the act, literal Mary Magdalene? I don't know. He keeps calling her the Virgin Mary, uh, but she's all wait, fucked wait, up wait, and wait, covered wait. in blood. Mary Magdalene and the Virgin Mary are different. No, I know, I know, but she's like he calls her a Virgin Mary. Oh, I think. a a Mary who is a virgin. Uh huh. Anyway. <laughs> Here's the thing about this trailer. It's called Sympathy for the Devil, which is very funny. Inside, there's a bunch of weapons, and also there's an, an exorcist. This guy is not an exorcist. He's not part of the bur- burial association. He's not, like, particularly special. He is a priest, though. Mm-hmm. He says that if the trailer gets too cold, he has to blow it up. He considers doing this. But he, I don't understand that bit, because he seems to like the girl in the trailer. He gets a call... Uh, from another, I was very confused here. He gets a call from another third person. Yes, who I was is also asking confused. him to make stops at various places to pick up bullshit like uh, adhesive grenades, bullets, <laughs> and uh, ingredients to make a curry. <laughs> I wonder who that could be. Hmm. Hmm. You don't get the curry thing at first. The first thing that yeah. he asked for is a potato masher. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. He makes a stop and goes to visit the girl he's ben, transporting. Real quick, she asks for a like church spec potato masher yes. or something. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> it's been blessed by Jesus. <laughs> so he opens the back of the truck and goes inside. The air it's like suffused with some kind of blessing in the side the truck. Like so the air is blessed and he has to like, close the truck or else it's gonna do something to the girl in here. The the holy air is gonna leak out. Yeah. It seems like it's suppressing her. Is uh-huh. my guess. The holy hot box. She has some sort of like physical de- like defects, you know what I mean? And she's like bloody or something. Mm-hmm. Um she's lying in a bed. And they just kind of chat like this is all normal, which is very funny. Uh, she doesn't get a name. The driver is called is named Dawn. Mm-hmm. Where are they going, Fan? Uh, well, Dawn's looking for his name. They're going to... They're going to Aylesbury, which is where some kind of vampire shindig is happening. Yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. He's he's in danger because he's not particularly powerful. There's going to be some kind of like war about to break out. He's like, yeah, I'm looking for my name. There's a prophecy about me finding my name. And I love this bit. The the girl in the bed is like, oh, your name? And she like says something that's bleeped out. And he's like, oh, my head. What'd you say? I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I would play a game that was like an ensemble cast, uh, like burial agency game of them all being fucking freaks. That would be sick. Would be the sick. thing is, the, the game that this sets up is sick as hell uh-huh. because it is... Um, Presumably, like, Shiki or Arkawi or some, like, some kind of random or, like, unaffiliated fourth party. Mm-hmm. It is the church. It is the the dead apostles. It is the mages association. It's like a three-way war with... Shiki and Arkawi. Shiki like, and Arkawi, like, on the side. Mm-hmm. And well, seemingly more than that. everyone yeah. coming together to a like a rural town in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The vampires are doing some shit there. <laughs> so let's see. Um, we get a cut to a nun with d- black hair. That's not she. Her hair is blue and glasses. I was like, the black hair threw me. I was like, is there just a lot of glasses girls in the burial agency? Is this a different glasses girl? But no, she's asking a kid where she can find a place that might serve a specific international <laughs> dish. The idea that she can't find a curry in the UK is very strange to me. It does seem like they're in the middle of nowhere. I guess. Mm, like, I guess if she's in the UK. looking for Japanese curry specifically. Hmm. Maybe. Can Ciel not handle spicy curry? I don't think that's true. I think she can eat a spicy curry. There is She's the con- funniest bit of this is that she makes a call to Dawn and is like, okay, I need all these ingredients. Don't worry about garam masala. I carry my own. Uh-huh. <laughs> the curry bit is... N- I'm still so burned out from it from Kagetsu Toya. It's so funny, Ben. <laughs> Here, I don't mind it as much because it's a little less uh, annoying. Uh-huh. It's been lo- a while since I've seen Ciel, so it's less grating. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. It is funny. It is funny that she's making Dawn stop and getting yes for her, and he's like, "Stop it!" He's yeah. like, "It's gonna take me an extra two days to gather all this stuff," and she's like, "Yep, it sounds good to me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, and what's Prelude Three? This one was the hardest of the three for me to comprehend. This one is impossible, at least partially because of the translation. It oh, is it's two dead apostles preparing for the fight. They're both um, burial agents. They're too. both, yes, they're both burial agents. One of them is loyal to Arkaweed. Both of them are. Both of them. They don't like each other, though. But they're going to fight each other. Yeah, because they both, like, fly or something, and they're jealous of each other. Anyway, it's... This it's, is, I thought, they had, they had different allegiances, or they were going to fight on different sides of uh, uh-huh. the fight. Anyway, it's Marum and uh, some bat guy named Grandson Blackmore, who I think is the vampire hunter from the first bit. Okay. Mm, He's the, the, the guy with the shotgun. Because mm. that guy also grows bat wings and flies away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're discussing the upcoming big battle. Um, let's see. There is a vampire. The leader of the dead apostle ancestors is named White Wing. Not a, not a particularly interesting name. And he's gathered six of the most powerful uh, ancestors, uh, dead apostles, to do some kind of ritual in this little podunk town. 
I mean, if I had to do a ritual, I would do it in the middle of nowhere. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This is... It feels kind of like they're gearing up for a Holy Grail war. <laughs> yeah. It does kind of... Like, like folk horror Holy Grail war. Oh, that uh, would be sick, though. Wait. Just a quick reminder. So this was uh, August 2006, which is two and a half years after Stay Night. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah it's very Stay Night influenced. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what if Tsukihime was going to be Stay Night? Uh-huh. Let's see. What else came out before this that we oh. haven't yet covered? It's like, it's Hall Ataraxia. It's DDD. Here's the thing. Maybe, fan, the split allegiance is that Marum is loyal to Arcoid, and uh, the other guy, Grandsung, is loyal to Crimson Moon. Oh, That yeah. might be the difference. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. That would be a pretty big difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. They discuss the people who are going to be there. Alt Rouge, Arcoid's shitty evil sister, is going to be there, apparently. Oh <laughs> Alt Rouge. <laughs> Do you just like the name, or... No, I just... I re- She came up somewhere before. She was, like, mentioned in Kigetsu Toya. Yeah, in, like, I just... The name always sticks out to me. It's, it's a fun one. It does kind of match Arcoid. Yeah. Alt Rouge Arcoid are going to meet and fight at Islesbury. <laughs> a lot of A's. <laughs> a lot of A's. So, yes... There's so many factions here. Yeah, it is a way more... We've got the Dark Six. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. The Six Dead Apostles. We've got the Church, who have sent uh, Marim, Grandsung, Dawn, Dawn's Trailer Girl, and CL. We've got Lorelai and her 50 soldiers. Arcoid will be there. Shiki will be there. Marim and Grandsung are both on different sides, also fighting the Church, probably, by the end of this. It certainly feels like there's an easy three routes. Uh Uh-huh. Which is uh like all right maybe four even um there's like a church route uh mages association route maybe a like dead apostle route something there oh my god yeah Could, um what would 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 you be romancing arcweed is okay not uh with shiki being with other girls too so who would the three girls be would it be uh lorelei Lore- obviously lorelei for sure. Lore- Lore- cl cl and alt rouge <laughs> oh my god oh, no. <laughs> now i'm even more sad that we didn't get you made too so fucking weird i really wish that they had made this game uh arcoid being bitter about shiki falling in love with her sister yeah uh yeah this is such a fascinating thing because it because it's a a like prelude by nature it doesn't have to resolve anything yeah it just it just sets up a bunch of stuff and it's like hey wouldn't this be cool and i'm like yeah that would probably be pretty cool not exactly yeah. like the stuff the stuff that i liked about tsukihime right it, it totally no it's a very different vibe every single thing about the far side uh and like mm-hmm. goes all in on the near side yeah. of like here is a suggestion of a wider world yeah it's like a it's like a multi-factional war in a foreign city uh-huh. you know but it does, yeah. But it is. It does sound sick, you know. Yeah. I want to see a bunch of fucked up vampires doing cool shit. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. There's. I want to hang out with Arcweed's evil sister and her like <laughs> evil pet monster dog thing. Uh huh. <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, there's a bit 
in your notes here about uh, a someone wanting to kill the Prote- Protestants as well as the apostles right. and the mages. Right. I almost, I can't believe I almost forgot to say that. Yeah. Wait, where, <laughs> Who, where is the that? church? Where uh, is that in the Catholic Church? It's yes, on... because they're Catholics. It's on like right at the top. Right, right. Of, I see it. I like, see it. Your... Yeah. Yeah, the line is, uh, the, the two vampires, Merrim and, uh, Gransom, are talking about the church, like, marching through this town, and they say, they will annihilate dead apostles, mages, and even innocent Protestants. And the idea that the burial agency in the church puts Protestants on the same list as dead apostles and executes them when they come through is so, so funny. <laughs> it is like, oh, right, this is Tsukihime because in fate it's oh it's the it's the holy church it's the holy church it's like they're not abstracted they're like catholics but not like catholic it's not like catholic. the pope is in charge of them they're like they're like the shadow of of the idea of christianity or whatever like whereas this is like yes it's the catholics and they will take an excuse to make some pot shots at the protestants yeah Ben, mm-hmm. were, were you having thoughts at the end of this uh, no, I've said the main one, which is just like, would have been fascinating. This is this is. I want to see what Nasu write. Uh, modern England town. Uh huh. This is a setup that is like, oh yeah, I would be interested in a Tsukihime two that is this game. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it would be bad. I'm not saying it would be a no. good game. I mean, you could but... arguably say that Tsukihime is a bad game. <laughs> yeah, I just mean like I don't know. I'm not saying that I am that I believe that everything that I find interesting would be followed through on. No. But, mm. like, there's enough here that is like, oh, that's, that, that is a cool pitch for a second game. Yeah, it's like, it's fun to think about. Fun to think about what could have been. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. I would totally believe that if Nasu lives long enough, he will finish the Mahoyo games and then write some other Tsukihime thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Probably not this, but maybe something involving some of these ideas, right? Okay. We're part of the Abnormal Mapping Network. We are. Marin, thank you for joining us for this. And thank you I'm so much. that we got through it all. Uh, what what timestamp yeah. are we at? 3.22. Oh, That's with a decent break. That's nothing. Um... <laughs> Thank you for joining us for one of the most like emotionally draining episodes that we've ever done. Yeah, I had fun. It was uh, I yeah yeah it was a lo- <laughs> emotionally a lot, but you know, <laughs> I know we all really had a even moment even there. when even when we're all all crying, I have, <laughs> I have fun hanging out with you too. So uh-huh. mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we're mostly coherent. Yeah. In that section. <laughs> Um. Yes, man. Oh, I, next time. Next time, what are we doing for your AT time? Is K&K next time, next? I don't. Yeah. Yeah, K and K is next. So I was going to say next time Which we are doing Carno Kyokai Thanatos overlooking view mm-hmm. the OVA mm-hmm. animated the, the first type moon thing I saw. That Hell and yeah. only wow. that. I didn't watch any of the others. That's huh. it, that's the best anime to watch, probably, huh? Yeah. 
I didn't even know it was type moon. I just heard people say it was good. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, so Kadano Kyokai, we're starting it. We talked about going weekly for these. We just, we need a break. No, we give yourself a, a give yourself bit. the break. So, yeah. We're going to be doing one of these little OVAs every two weeks for a couple months, and it's going to be delightful. Yeah. I, don't, I would say that uh, doing this episode has really, like, towards the end of Heaven's Feel, I was like, oh, God, why did I start this podcple This is miserable. <laughs> um, the last couple, of, the la- like the middle of Heaven's Feel, I was a little bit there. The yeah. end was good. Right. The, the end of Heaven's Feel was great um i'm feeling like energized so this isn't a like i need to recover from burnout this is oh my god it would be so nice if i was able to like do other things <laughs> other than <laughs> prep for this podcast every week yeah um, not have to play so, yeah. multiple hours of the visual novel <laughs> yeah uh so we're gonna be doing one of these every two weeks and it's gonna be nice like fun going through them uh-huh uh-huh uh what else do we say here um, Fen, where can people find you on the internet? Um, I'm. Um. <laughs> yeah. Fennec. Dot Moe. Wow. Okay. Just type that into a search bar. Moe. Uh, M O E. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've posted anything on. In a bit, but. That I'm simply not a poster, really. Yeah, that's um, hard. You're not a poster. If you want to join our uh, like Yuri Book Club Discord, and you're cool, contact us. This is this is this is this is sa- a secret, fan. Is it? Is it really? It feels risky to put out an invitation. I think we did in the past. I guess. I guess. Um. It's like invite only. Uh-huh. I'm not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go hang out in the abnormal mapping discord. Uh-huh. If you want to like chat. I. Yeah. Again, I'm yeah. not a poster. I've I've been really busy. Post in discord. Recently. This is, is like thing. audio posting is what we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah. I audio post. Where can people find you, Marin? Um, uh, you can find me in the Yuri book club server. <laughs> Yeah, and in in the in the abnormal ma- I'm I'm hanging out in the abnormal mapping Discord. Uh mm-hmm. you can follow me on Twitter at uh at Marin underscore E L underscore. Um Oh right. In abnormal oh. in the Discord look for uh Kohaku San Gaming. That's me. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um I forgot. Next uh it might be out by the time this this episode goes out um i will be on novel not new talking about mahotsukai no yoru cheating on me mahotsukai (laughs) mahotsukai no yoru yeah um i am yes podcast ntr is the best yuri (laughs) uh and so if you want to get my thoughts on that i think that is going to be a very fun conversation. Uh, you should go back Scanline's Patreon so that you can listen to that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What else do we say? At, where do, where can people find you, Ben? I can't believe Ben almost forgot me. I was ready to go <laughs> off. 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ben Ends. You can find me tweeting occasionally about the visual novel I'm working at at Doom Gender. You can also go to Patreon and search Doom Gender if you want to read some of the uh, early builds of Reckless Sympathy, the visual novel I'm working on. Uh, I think it's I think it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's cool. There's girls in it. They're bad. They suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You love to see it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, that's about it for me, though. We'll figure out something for your ET time and yeah. put it in the news post. We have a while before we record that episode, I think. Oh, wait. You know what it's going to be? What? Uh, The anime season is ending. Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh. So we'll be talking download... about last oh. season and next season. I need to download okay, the, the Yamasusu finale. The shows we will be talking about are uh, Gundam, Witch from Mercury... No, that won't have ended. No. It's ending on like the 12th uh, of January. Akiba Made War, Spy Family, Core 2, Bochi the Rock, Chainsaw Man, Arknight's Prelude to Dawn, Yamasusu, Next Summit, and Do It Yourself. Yeah. And we'll t- mention the things that we've decided to watch for next season, too. But, you know. Yes. Next season? Pretty barren. barren. We said uh, we're going to watch Oni Mai. Onimai. Maybe we'll fall off of that one. Onimai and... Particularly pretty animated. I don't know. Maybe we stick around just for that. Onimai and Tenten are the two that I have. I never remember what Tenten is. It's a Yuri, like, isekai. It looks bad, doesn't it? No. No. It looks okay. It is the one Yuri adaptation that we have a PV for for next Uh, year that looks okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. Cool. (sighs) My kingdom for a good looking or yuri adaptation uh-huh that's what? not that's not like seeing onima <laughs> seeing the the wata yuri pv and then hearing that the feedback from the like pre-screen of episode one was bad was like oh i was really hoping that they just like cut together a bad trailer and like oh is the pv no. not good no it's oh. it's like yeah it's the kind of thing that is like, oh, if I was a different person mm-hmm. and I just watched anime and didn't care about animation at all and just cared about stories, I bet I could watch it and be like, oh, this is so nice and pleasant. I'm really enjoying this. But like being the person who discovered Yamasusu and uh, like a Kebby, I didn't like discover, but uh-huh. as a person found those shows and was like, oh my God, animation can look like this. Uh-huh. And then watching like, bloom into you and Ben's transformation into an animation sicko has been so fascinating for me to watch because I feel like it's pretty much just since Akebi <laughs> Akebi's so pretty <laughs> Sakuga like, fan I, uh-huh. I I don't think it is in, in like a uh, whatchamacallit an exaggeration to say that Akebi is the anime that turned me into a Sasuga girl <laughs> uh-huh. an animation <laughs> like, pervert Sakuga, Sakuga, Maguka. Um, yeah, like that show is so gorgeous that really it was like, show. oh, mm-hmm. this is what animation can be, and it rewarded like looking at animation as animation as opposed to just 
uh like watching a show and enjoying it for the story that is being told and like the visuals kind of washing over me mm-hmm. uh that and bisque doll being in the same season was like mm-hmm. oh this is a really rewarding season to just like this doll was also very uh pretty. look at the animation and go damn damn huh? <laughs> um okay i will let you go hey game, game on the <laughs> oh my god if <laughs> if you want an incredible show. I, we must have talked about it on the podcast, yeah, but if you want an incredible show that is uh, a beautiful historical tragedy, uh, watch Heike. Because, like, damn. Monogatari? Talk about a show that is both... Uh, Heike Monogatari, yeah. Or Heike Monogatari, yeah. Beautifully, beautifully drawn, and also just crying rules, actually. Huh? Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 And- Take us out. You can find us at Crying Rolls oh, on Twitter. <laughs> uh, you can email questions to cryingrollsactually at gmail.com. Yeah, if you have questions about uh, these short stories, feel free to just send them whenever. We'll answer them. Questions about these short stories? Uh, like else? comments about K&K? Um, Praise be for sure to cool like. I am. Praise for Marin. Yeah. Any any compliments to Marin, please send them to us, yes. <laughs> oh, and if if you were going to if you were on some kind of rating shows five stars on iTunes kick, you could definitely do that for us. You could mm-hmm. even leave a review that says something like, They cried for the first hour of the show straight, five stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could and should do that. Yeah. We don't mm-hmm. have we don't have anything but like word of mouth to spread this show. God, yeah. Like we're we're an underground show, I would say. Um, Wait, Moon and I would love more listeners. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I went to art school. I don't think it can be outsider art. <laughs> Damn. What? <laughs> well, I'm not an outsider. I'm from the I'm the art world. I don't I, I... I think you're, I don't. I think you're far enough out of the system. Yeah. <laughs> Appropriating outsider art, <laughs> five stars. <laughs> um. Oh, one day let's meet in the digital sea.
Living was the best, wasn't it? Yeah.